Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. This is the Ribs and BK Podcast on 101 ESPN. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. That's Jamie Rivers. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. Jamie was once a 100 point scorer in minor league hockey. <laughs> I'm excited for today's show because we all broke up with baseball on Friday. We'll talk with Buster only though coming up at noon. We can't, you know, and we're, we're doing not a show in, up with Buster. Yeah, we're right. doing a show in St. Louis. We kind of got to talk a little baseball. We'll talk hockey with Buster. You think he got his grass cut over the weekend? Ooh, no, Ooh. no, no. He cuts his own grass. We, we he clarified that. That's what I'm saying. Maybe he's out there today. Maybe he sent him an early text today because last time he hopped on the mower and missed our interview. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, I should probably say, hey, uh, we did say 12 o'clock Central <laughs> Time, right? Just wanted to clarify. Sure. You know, you've got a milk farm. We've got to we got to make these things. Just send him a little text. Say, hey, look, if you're if you're thinking about hopping on the mower. Just remember, we have, you know, a noon interview with us today. <laughs> so on Thursday, I was challenged. Yesterday was Father's Day. I hope you had a fantastic Father's Day, Jamie. I had an incredible day. Guess what I asked for for my family? What did you ask for? They're all like, what do you want for Father's Day, Peace and day, quiet. Dad? What do you want for Father's Day, Dad? And I said, uh, well, the usual, they like to make me breakfast in bed, which was phenomenal this year. It was phenomenal. I saw uh, the picture. Yeah, yeah. we fit all the great. Rivers clan into the picture. Uh, and then I said, uh, apart from that, I want to cut my grass. And I want to just be chill. I don't want any plans because when you get the plans, you get stressed. And then people, you're late for this. You're late for that. I'm like, no, let's just chill. We had a great day. Watched a family movie last Who night. What did you watch? Uh, should have left. Kevin good? Bacon. Never heard oh, of okay. oh, is that the new one? Yeah, it's uh, on Prime yeah. or whatever. I think it's on YouTube is as well. Is it worth it? Um, I don't feel like I lost two hours of my life. But I felt like they could have dove deeper, especially since they had Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. Like, they had some names in there. Like, you can dig with that one. It was good. The Rivers family was entertaining. Nobody got up and started doing cartwheels in the middle of it. So it was entertaining enough. So, But, yes, back to Father's Day and back to the challenge, BK. So I was challenged on Thursday from Jamie Rivers. If you missed it, I'll go ahead and play this audio for you now so you can remember what the challenge was. This is what I challenge you with. You're going to wake up early. You're going to make a breakfast. 
Okay, just simple. Eggs, toast, bacon. Okay. Put a little orange juice, maybe a flower you pick outside. Put yeah. it on. Okay? You're going to make a card, but you're going to write it in nothing but crayon. Okay? And you're going to fold it over. It's a happy Father's Day. And then you're going to deliver it to your future father-in-law. In, in bed. Yes! You're going to knock at the door and go, hey, man, you know, I really appreciate you let me live here. Happy Father's Day. Challenge accepted. Yes! <laughs> so the challenge was accepted. Time to come clean, boys. Challenge was fulfilled. I heard, I listened, dude. I was so pumped for you. With a slight disclaimer. Okay. Uh, it was not breakfast in bed. I know. Because he specifically told me, I don't want breakfast in bed. He said, don't you dare wake me up with breakfast. I thought he just didn't want you in his bedroom. I was going to say, above, don't you dare likely. come in my bedroom. <laughs> don't you walk in my door in the he morning. He specifically said to me Saturday night, I don't want to be woken up. This is my father's day, and you will not come into my bedroom before I'm awake. Oh. And I said, okay. We should have forced him. We should have forced him. We should have yeah. made it a so thing. So Sunday morning, I woke up around 8 o'clock in the morning. He was not up yet. Went over to Schnooks. Got all my groceries. I got myself some bacon. I got myself some eggs. I even made some waffles. I made Belgian waffles yesterday in our waffle maker. Said, I've got this all taken those care were, of. Those were homemade? Those, I well, thought, I mean, it's got a mix, right? Well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But it's not like a frozen one yeah. that you just no, throw in. No, no, no. Okay, all right. Nope, we went with a uh, little, little vanilla Ooh. extract, a little, a little bit of cinnamon in there. Put the mix together. Got it all going. So it was, it was a legitimate breakfast. It was not in bed, though. I know that was part of the criteria that you set out, but he disqualified that criteria. I would have been more than happy to do so. It just wasn't possible because he would have maybe kicked me out of the house. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm willing to overlook the in bed because we do. Uh, you did post pictures on your Twitter account, I which is B- at BK Sports Talk. Talk. Thanks for following me, James. I do follow you. I just when I see it, I know it's you. But yes, you posted pictures of it, and it clearly you can tell it's not in bed. But I understand, and we're. Will- I'm Alex. I can't speak for you. Okay, you but shouldn't. I'm, I'm will. <laughs> You're correct. On that one, you wouldn't want that either. Trust me. I'm willing to overlook the not in bed and give him the two thumbs up. I am because I know how difficult it is. And you told us this; it wasn't going to be easy for you to make sure you were up before Keith yep. that day. So the fact that you got up and you still look—the in bed was just a bonus. The part that we wanted was him to look like a psychopath with a crayon card. That was great. Given and to it him. was successful, and it looked like a psychopath <laughs> card. It did. It did. The stick men and I then put a lot of effort into you're this the thing. Best. Yeah, you're the best. So we went with on the front, Happy Father's Day, Mm -hmm. in orange crayon. It is a light blue piece of paper that I folded four times to get the full (laughs) effect. And then on the inside, for any of you that don't follow me on social media, on the left side, the left flap, if you will, uh, it's got him, his wife, and their... Four kids all next to each other as stick figures uh, with a black crayon. And then on the right side, it says, you're the best exclamation mark with a BK underneath. I thought it was well executed. Now, here's the only thing I I, I question, Alex, okay, is uh, we're both willing to sign off on the breakfast in bed. And, you know, he doesn't want to be woken up. Uh Uh-oh. 
but do we really know if that's true? Or did BK just want to sleep at Okay, come on. I'm now. a little curious well, about I'm just saying, like, I, I'm willing to give you the pass, all right? But I'm just wondering if maybe that's a l- well, little bit of fiction and you just wanted to sleep in and then you're like, hey, I'll get you later at the table. Here's my thought, Rivs. Maybe next, Keith has to confirm it. Next challenge needs to be... You can't you can't opt out. If Keith says no, you still have to you force your way in. Okay. Right? Like you still have, next time if Keith <laughs> says oh hell no, you gotta say, Keith, look, I, I was challenged. I gotta do this. No, you don't don't even tell him. Just, just do it no in matter what. Pure psychopath fashion, yeah. you just do it anyway. I think that's fair. Six five seven eight zero is the air <laughs> comfort service text line from the six three six. I'm just impressed you cooked. Good job. We talked about this last week. Yeah, I don't think Guys, cooking's been your problem. No. I'm not a bad cook. It's yeah. just cooking and No, your, I'm not a chef. Now but, you wouldn't fix the stove, but you can use it. Abs- that's the perfect way to say it. Okay. I, I am not fixing my car if it breaks down on the way to the grocery store to get the groceries that we need to cook. <laughs> but you can However, still drive a car. I can walk back with yeah. the groceries in my hand, head held high knowing that I can cook. <laughs> <laughs> head held high. That a boy, BK. Thank you. I appreciate that. So that's what I dealt with over the weekend. That was my accomplishment over the weekend. Jamie had something a little bit different that he dealt with on Friday night. Now, if oh, you God. remember... Oh, sorry to stop you. 314. We'll have to get confirmation on this. Says, it's true. This is Keith on the text All right, line. Keith. It did happen. But All next right, time, Keith. next time he's pushing his way through, Keith. So, <laughs> on Friday, we had... Jamie's dad, Alex's dad, my dad. We also had Jamie's wife on the show on Friday afternoon. Yes. It was a surprise to Jamie, and I delivered the surprise by saying, hey, would you please say hello to Jamie, and I will have him guess who it is. Jamie guessed that it was his wife's his mom, mother-in-law. I thought it was my mother-in-law, right? it, just because it was a little higher pitch and a little different. And I didn't know at the time, but it'll all make sense in a so second. So here was Jamie's reaction whenever he heard his wife's voice on the radio. Sorry, honey, you sound like you've been drinking, so I thought it was your mother. <laughs> so, Jamie, uh, what was the backlash for that, buddy? Uh, well, there actually wasn't a lot of backlash for that. Okay. What was your Friday night like? But here's why there was no <laughs> backlash. All right, so my wife is outgoing and whatnot and very personable. But she was so nervous to come on the radio. I got the inside scoop from the kids that were at home, and she was pacing around the house, and she was so nervous that she started to drink a little bit to get the nerves out. Well, guess what? Apparently, she hit the throttle a little bit too hard. And so when I said that, sounds like you've been drinking. And I got home there, and she's like, how did you know? I'm like, I was kind of joking, but uh, you know, your voice was a little bit different. But by the time I got home, guys, oh, my lanta. Oh, my Lanta. She was waiting for you? Mrs. Rivers was doing the St. Charles two-step. Two steps to the left, two steps to the right, two steps to the left again. She was lit. I mean lit. I mean, if this was a marathon, like she she was Usain Bolt out of the gate and then just fit. But I will give her credit. She kept her going pretty good, and then after dinner, you know, I had a little something to eat, and then we tucked her into bed. But I had, when did I get the phone call? Uh, oh God, yeah, I forget what time that was. 
But uh, I, you know, we were on the call. I was letting you know, and then I said, "Oh, this is what I did for Ariel." I go, "Hair, never mind. You created this. You deal with it." I handed the phone to. <laughs> so Jamie called me Friday night at seven fifteen, and Jamie doesn't call me all that often. I get a lot of texts from Jamie, but more often than not, it's just a text about something on the show, especially on Friday night. Friday nights typically like we kind of go our separate ways, yeah. and it's our opportunity Sunday. to you know have a weekend away from one another because I spend as much time with Jamie during the week because I do literally anybody in my life. <laughs> and Lucky so guy. Friday and Saturday, we kind of take a, a little time off from one another. We need our space. We take a break. We're on a break. So I was worried something horrible had happened because <laughs> I'm getting this call on Friday at 7.15 after we have just seen each other all week and what I thought was a great show on Friday happened. And Were you nervous? I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, what's going on <laughs> here? Nervous. So I answered the call. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, hey, where can I find the podcast? It's like, what are you talking about? It's the same place that it is every single day. You worked here before? He's like, well, my wife wants to see the podcast, and she can't find it on the on the page. I'm like, Jamie, it's at the very top. Like, I don't know how you're missing this, but it's, it's every single show on the show notes page on 101ESPN.com. It's the exact same place. Never going anywhere. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, and then all of a sudden I hear his wife in the background. Oh. He's like... Honey, you d- you talk to him. You talk to him. I'm done. You talk to him. And I'm like, wait, what? What is going on? <laughs> BK's getting passed over. Oh, no. <laughs> and so he oh. hands the phone to his wife. And I'm like, Shannon? <laughs> What's going on? She's like, well... I was a little nervous to come on the show with you guys today, and so I started, what was it, tequila and... Tequila and orange, and orange juice. juice. Oh, my god! Tequila sunrise a little early this oh morning, and I was Atlanta. like, oh, no, what have I gotten Jamie into? Because mm-hmm. I surprised Jamie with this interview, and so I was like, what... What have I done? Oh, no. I have ruined Jamie's night. And so now I'm over here thinking, oh, God, Jamie's pissed. Like, he's he's he's, <laughs> he's got to be absolutely furious. Jamie fought for a living. This is not good for me. You're going down. Finally, he gets back on the phone. I'm like, Jamie, dude, I'm really sorry, man. Is it, is it, is it all good? Like, what's going on? He's like, hey, don't worry about it. But I want you to know you put me on babysitter duty for yeah. this. This is, this is on you. That's a fact. That's I went a, from having four kids to having five. A prequel. My, uh, my fifth one was slightly impaired. And I just got a text from my wife who's listening. She goes, oh, my God. She goes, I didn't even remember talking to BK. <laughs> Shane and I remember to have the dump button ready the next oh time you join us. Gosh, for so. what it's worth, she was amazing on Friday. Oh. The show was incredible. I hope all of you in the audience enjoyed it. And I hope. If you are a father, I hope you had a fantastic Father's Day yesterday, and it was everything that you were hoping for. Um, I know for me, it was a great day. We, uh, we, we, Keith smoked some salmon on the smoker. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, we had an incredible day. So I hope that was the same for you guys. Some as would well. say the day was the best. Some would. Some, some would. would. Some would say that. Some would. That's say that. trademark, though. You're not allowed to say it. Uh, I'm on the show. That's Jamie Rivers. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kiley. It's 1118. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Coming up next, the best thing I saw this weekend, and the virus is kind of changing the conversation for baseball. We'll talk about that next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. Well, they're very concerned, and they should be. The health and safety of our players, and of course, everyone around these camps is the most important thing. And that's why specific protocols have to be in place 
if and when these camps open up so you don't have to close down these camps again. And as of yesterday, not all those protocols were in place, so there was no specific roadmap going forward. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. The virus whew, is really changing the conversation for Major League Baseball. And not just Major League Baseball. It's a case for the NHL, for the NBA. We'll get to all of that coming up later on today. But I wanted to focus on Major League Baseball right now because, boys, uh, last week, the end of the week, we took an over-under. When is Major League Baseball going to have an announcement? And I'm here to report that anytime you have optimism about Major League Baseball coming back, you're probably going to be wrong. Yep. And so looking back on it, I think Jamie's take was absolutely the correct one. I set the over-under on this weekend. Them getting a deal done and coming out to the public, as you said, and saying, we've got baseball, it is coming back, and it will be July 21st, whatever it is, where players are back on the fields. You taking the over, the under this weekend? Um, Let's see here. So the under would be before the end of the weekend, the over would be after the okay, end of the weekend. Okay, I'll go with the over, and the only reason I'm doing that is that for revenues lost and PR of the game, this is a Monday morning announcement. <laughs> Well, I get a half a point. You've got 30 <laughs> minutes remaining, Jamie. It could still happen. No, I got. I don't have 30 minutes, do well, I? You said it's a Monday yeah, morning you announcement. Monday morning. You were correct on the over-under. Right, you took the right. over, but you took the over believing that it was going to be this morning yeah, that they announced it. If you get it. a Monday afternoon, we're going to give you 75%. Rose. Yeah, That's no. a C. All right, I'll take I'll take a passing grade. You you won the over-under, no question about it, because Ferrario and myself, we, we both stunk it off. And Marley Rivera. And Marley Rivera. We drug her on on this, yeah. too, and she said it's a Friday thing, so everybody can have it all weekend long. We were all very, very wrong. Let's hear just how wrong we were. Here's Alex. Part of me wonders if it is going to be Friday, though, like at the end of workday to where it's just the initial <laughs> baseball's back. We're going to give you all the details come Monday, so you're sitting on the edge of your seat all weekend saying, oh, baseball's back, baseball's back, baseball. And then Monday is, here's how this is all going to go. That's that's the part that gets me. So I'd go with Friday at the end of workday for me. <laughs> we were close. We were real close. At, at least I was probably pretty close, right? It's a feel-good Friday on a Thursday. I'm going under. Wow. All right. Let's yeah. do it. All right. Baseball's coming back, Jamie. I had all the feels yesterday. This is the L I'm willing to take. <laughs> Never been more happy to be exactly. wrong about anything in your life. <laughs> exactly. Um, not great. <laughs> You were, that was like with confidence. You yeah. were assertive. You were, pumped. and you were like, "Yes, I'm taking the under. It's happening." Now, in your defense, baseball was creating some momentum at that you point. Remember that? Remember yeah. that, guys? Remember, the remember positive that momentum? We had? That positive momentum? Yeah. yeah, they did. They ramped it up. They got us right to like the top of the roller coaster, but then we didn't get to come down the other no. side. We're still stuck up there. Yeah, we, no, it, it broke down at the top. <laughs> we it, might even be sliding backwards now. There's a certain panic amongst us. It's like you're on the, um, it, you know, the ride that takes you round and round, and you're in the seat, and it just like flings you to the outside. We are stuck on 
that ride repeatedly. And at first, it was a lot of fun. And we were really excited. And we are like, this is great. We keep seeing the same scenery all the time. Same scenery. Same scenery. Now we're just throwing up consistently. Just, <laughs> just vomiting. It's just coming back and hitting us in the face. It's not good. It's not good. It's, it's backlash every single day. Ugh. Guys, baseball. It, I, at this point, I, I don't I don't know what to say that hasn't been said before, but I I do think this. I texted somebody last night to come on the show today. It was a baseball reporter. They did. They declined, right? They they did indeed decline. They, they said, said, "Who no. is this? It's BK and Revs." Yeah, sorry, I'm busy. Well, yeah. when are you not busy? I'm busy. Forever. I got grass to cut. Sorry, yeah. guys. That there is one particular. Uh, MLB writer who literally does that. Like every time that I reach out to him, I'm like, hey, you know, I, I think I've reached out to him probably 50 times in the last year or so. Every single time that I've reached out to him. Nope. Sorry. Can't do it. Every single time. I'm going to get him on at some point. You know what? At this point, I want you to do it like once a week. Just th- now oh, it's I, a game. Now I'll, it's a I'll game. show you the text. It's at least twice a week. Okay. <laughs> we keep that going. Okay. This is amongst us and our listeners. Okay. You guys are in on everything we do. We're going to keep going until we get a yes. When we get him on, I will announce him as Great White Buffalo of Ribs and BK so-and-so <laughs> joining the show now. Let's make sure. Hopefully it's not a heavy set guy. That's oh, all geez, we need yeah. Then good luck getting him back. Yeah, don't throw a fat joke at getting the guy My on already. Goodness. So... Do you guys have confidence that a deal is going to be done? Look, I think I think that it's inevitable that something will get done. I think the owners have talked about playing their their trump card, which is you know the must play. The only thing that I don't think is part of that package is this virus thing. Right? Like I think that they've got that forty eight games or whatever. Is it forty eight or fifty where they can yeah. mandate the players? Now they're saying they can just say whatever number they yeah. want. I guess yeah, I, I don't even know. I don't what know how to it got to this point. It's <laughs> just. I think that I said now I know a long time ago I said I don't see this happening. And we can go back, I don't even know when it but I said I don't I'm see for that yeah, I'm not digging. <laughs> we <laughs> okay. believe you. So you'll just have to take my word on this. I said it. I go, I'm not confident that we'll have any baseball at all because this is like a precursor to their CBA talks and I feel like they're digging in now and that they'd rather just get it over with. And I, I'm still I, I don't want to say I'm confident. I'm assuming that we'll have some kind of owner-imposed season, uh, and that's with a little bit of a you know an audible with the virus. Like, where are we at with that? All these places that we thought were so safe and so ready to go are the ones that are exploding now, and it's like, who knows? So I think we'll have it. Uh, I'm, I'm Again, I'm not just fed up with it. I'm just kind of disgusted at this point with the BS that's going back and forth. And then Tony Clark like interrupts his meeting with his union to like talk about something that Rob Manfred said. It's like, oh my God, guys, get over it. I, at this point, I want to put them in the octagon <laughs> and just get it over with. Tony like, Clark and Rob Manfred? Tony Clark's a big guy. Yeah, yeah I don't think that would yeah, go well for Manfred. Manfred would just So who crumble. would we pick then? We'd have to pick somebody from the owner's side. Like a representative side. from yeah, the like owner's side? Yeah, one owner or one representative from That's the owner's side. That's a good question. Ooh. I don't... I don't. I so don't this is something that are. I was thinking about last week in terms of ownership groups. Like, I don't feel like fans, and may, maybe this is just me, know as many of the baseball owners as we do in, for instance, football or the NBA. This it's is weird. The, this is the greatest magic trick they play. Quite honestly, and Rob Manfred, everybody's like firing darts at this guy. He's the only one that's visible. In the NFL, you have your big name owners that yeah, come out. Everybody knows Jerry Jones or Rob Crabb. Like there, there's 
there are certain owners that you just know everything about yeah. them. Or they're at least visible. Even see, throughout the season, you see them like in their box or even down by the sidelines. Like there's you got a name and you got a face. Baseball, Same thing for the NBA, but baseball is not that way. But baseball's like it's it's I don't it's like a secret society. Well, I think it's too because there's there the other sports are so outspoken. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think baseball, baseball owners do it right in terms of they keep their mouths shut. Who are the two most visible owners right now since all of this has been going on? Yeah, Ricketts and Dewitt, because those are the two that have been out and talking about it. Otherwise, those those owners they keep their mouths shut, which I think is a smart move on a lot of those guys' fronts. Just got a text six five seven eight zero. Derek Jeter is the one that you would want as the representative going up against the. Think Jeter can fight? I don't think Jeter. I don't fight. think Jeter. I, I don't think he could kick the crap out of his underwear. He was shot in the leg by Mark Wahlberg. Was he? You guys never saw oh, the other Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. We're just gonna run right past. Yeah, he does. Jamie's joking. My jo- <laughs> just gonna run right past. I that always one. do that. Come on now. <laughs> that's what I say to my kids all the time. They're like, oh, I can take you. I'm like, you couldn't kick the crap out of your underwear. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, figure it out. <laughs> that's Jamie Rivers. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. We'll talk some in and out. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service X on if you want to throw some our way. In or out is next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line. Jamie, and I'm not kidding when I say this, <laughs> looked at the text line and said, Oh, we got in or out coming up. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, that's first of all what we teased. And second of it all, is. it was on the rundown. I just don't listen to you. You guys made the comment again, and I'm like, Did I play the damn wrong open again? No, I was Come looking on. at the rundown, but I passed it over, and I was looking at like the rest of the things, and then I flipped it back to the text line. I was like, Oh, we got in or out. I was like, Yes. I like that one. <laughs> I'm not kidding when I say Jamie was like a four-year-old kid. <laughs> whenever the uh, the ice cream truck comes around the corner and you first hear it and just the, the sounds of the ice cream truck coming around in the summer. That was Jamie moments ago. Now he's dancing. Jamie's so. a big in or out guy. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's get into some in or out. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line. John Jones versus Mike Tyson. Jamie, it's the fight you've been talking about for weeks. Of course, there was $100 million potentially on the line. John Jones says he's interested. He's listening to the possibility of fighting Mike Tyson. Jamie, you in or are you out? I'm all in, okay? I, I just want to see these two get after it. I mean, come on, right? Like, John Jones right now, his story, I'm not going to bore everybody with it. He's disgruntled UFC light heavyweight champion. He's been pushing all the wrong buttons for Dana White, talking about how he's underpaid and all this stuff. And, and he's got some other issues And as well. he's had so many issues with uh, out-of-octagon behavior as well as performance-enhancing tests that have been positive. So, look, he, he's looking for any way to continue doing something, and I I guess stay relevant. And Mike Tyson, we've seen the videos of him. I mean, this guy is, is is in good a shape as I've seen him in forever. And I think it would be interesting. Now, John Jones is like 6'4", so he's got reach and stuff. But I still maintain that Tyson will absolutely beat the snot out of this guy in a boxing match. And John Jones does say that. He's like, listen, I'll do your boxing thing. I'll box you. But you have to agree 
to get in the octagon with me after. And then he talks about, I, I forget the direct quote, BK. Do you remember the direct quote on that one? No. Okay, hey, good job on that one, by the way. <laughs> now, I believe I took a picture of it. I don't know. Anyways, he basically <laughs> talks about hurting Tyson in the octagon and kind of calling him out a little bit. So, look it, man. I love these super fight ideas. I love the crossover of boxing and MMA. I think it would be entertaining, to say the least. And I think people would be shocked at how tough Mike Tyson really is. In the boxing ring and in the octagon, he's got power, man. And if John Jones isn't careful, he's going to go nighty-night. So I'm all in, baby. 100% in. Mike Tyson could find a steel chair for me, and I would be all in, pay whatever I need to do to watch it. Give me Mike Tyson. I think I'm in on this one. This one is one that I would be in on. John Jones is what's bringing me in more so even than Mike Tyson. Because Tyson, I, we've talked about this. Like, the washed-up superstar it, is not really something that's going to draw me in most of the time. You just called Mike Tyson washed up? Yikes. Compared to his prime, what, yes. Two weeks ago, he didn't tell Craig Berube that he's he the best. Okay. And now All he's got, like, right. you really know how to pick yeah. your spots, yeah. ABK? All right. Just have, I'm just. I don't feel like that's necessary at all. Worried about Rivers punching you. I'm always worried about that. I'm supposed to that. kick him in the nuts or something today. I don't know. Somebody reminded me of Let's that. Let's see it. We don't need that. I I don't really want to do it, but I don't know if we agree upon it. I mean, Six, a deal's a deal. <laughs> Six five seven eight zero zero comfort service text line for in or out. In or out, Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario. Are you in or out on Brad Pais- Paisley, Nelly, and Elmas Monstero performing El a Monstero performing Elmas. a live drive-in concert in St. Louis in July. Did you just say Elmas? I thought you said Elmas. He did. He said Elma Elmas Monstero. If you don't know who it is, just ask for help. Okay. Yeah, I don't know who that okay, is. Okay, that's fine. Who is El Monstero? Should I know who this is? Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Okay, I probably should know Even who this Mike is. Ryder's like, ah, yeah. yeah, probably. So I heard this um, driving around this morning um, on the Riz show. They talked about this very thing. Uh-huh. I think it's awesome. Oh, this is a Pink Floyd uh, cover band. Okay. Oh, don't act like you know what it is. You I just don't Google. I don't know who El Monstero is. You, but the listeners are I like, understand wow, what a- does know who it is. No, he doesn't. I understand what a Pink Floyd cover band is, though. Oh, well, that's good. Plus one. <laughs> well, they can't one. name themselves. Hey, here comes Pink Floyd cover band. El Mysterio. El Mysterio. El Mysterio. All right. So back on topic here. I think it's awesome. You get all these cars in a parking lot. We talked about how the drive-in movies would be cool again to have that. Even live sporting events when they come back. How big watch parties in that kind of an atmosphere would be really cool. They're doing it right, man. They're getting tailgating areas, from what I understand, was two parking spots between each mm-hmm. car so they can throw out lawn chairs and tailgate. Awesome. I mean, look, we all knew that getting live concerts back into business was almost going to be impossible based on what the parameters are. This is a way around it, man. People find ways to survive in this world, and this is one of them, and I'm all in on that. Yeah, I'm all in, too, especially, one, it's Nelly. I mean, how do you go against Nelly? You and Brad Paisley's a big get for this. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, if you think about the, the compilations. Well, it's either some money or no money. Think about that, boys. Well, yeah. But if you think of the compilations of what Nelly's done in terms of country music stars and how successful it is, he, I mean, he'll kill it. Brad, Brad Paisley's a big get. El Monstero's a big get. Yeah. Uh, somebody just wants live music, and that's where it is. Or Elmo Stereo, whichever one you want to see. Ray Mysterio. Yeah. He's good, too. Elmo's got a great stereo. Elmo is good. <laughs> what? 
I'm getting crushed on the text line already. <laughs> I made it until 11.43 today, El which Mosquero. is, I mean, that's a, that's a win for me. Given what typically happens as we kind of open the show, it's like, hey, BK, go back to KC, like right off the bat. Yeah, that's true. So today we made it almost 45 minutes. The problem is this, BK, you've been doing really good lately, okay? I'm like a father. I've been really proud of you. You've been picking up momentum, but then you just crush yourself when you just don't know. BK, I didn't know you knew Spanish. Did you say Elmo's Perro, like Elmo's dog? No, no. Man, no you've been working that. on your Spanish, buddy? I don't, I don't know. think I said. I think it's awesome. I'm all in on yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. I'm in as well. Because I gotta see El Monstero. <laughs> I gotta see this band now. Because apparently they're fantastic based on the way that everybody is texting me right now on the text line and the way that you guys suggested that I should know this band. I need to go just to see them. Forget Brad Paisley. They're forget good. Nelly. I need well, to go I don't for know the if cover you Forget band. those guys, because they're pretty good too. Uh but have yeah. you ever been to a Paisley concert? Yeah. No, I have not. I have. I have phenomenal. Not. Been to two of them. Country, I'm not a big country guy in general. Oh, I don't listen to a ton of country no, music. Country concerts, though? Country oh, concerts dude, are a ton of fun. Yeah. Dude, you can't go wrong there. No. You can't. I'm in on just about any live concert. Easy Dukes. <laughs> what? 65780 is the Air Comfort Service X line for in or out. In or out, Jamie, from the 636. Hockey should dump this season and start next season early to build a little buffer for the bug. I'm out because he, what's the difference? What buffer do you need? Like, unless we have a, uh, a vaccination, which even then people freak out, like, ah, you know, whatever, whatever. Until we have a vaccine for this thing or we know how to really control it, like, you're just pushing off the inevitable. So you might as well try and do it the way they are. I think that the NHL is being very cautious. Uh, I think out of all the sports, you know, basketball certainly included, I think they're doing a good job. And I think you can get this season. I really think you can do it and get in and get out, get your Stanley Cup champion, and then you'll create that buffer anyways. And hopefully by that point, we're further ahead. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. Don't be shadowed by the issues of the virus popping up with baseball and shutting down practice facilities and football. I mean, hockey has this hub city thing down to a T with what they're trying to go to accomplish. I'm with Ribs. I think you can get a season in, especially if you're talking two months to get to a Stanley Cup final in a hub city. Get players on board with it. But if you try and push this off, you're going to get hit by another pandemic, and then you're not going to have a season to begin with in the fall going into the winter. You're looking at a full year of not having hockey. Try and get it in. It's always the goal, but um, I, you know, I agree. I think you go for it. I think you go for it, because definitely got to go for it. That's what she said. We don't know what the fall is going to look like. And anytime that you hear any of these experts talking about what we should expect, it sounds difficult to be able to figure things out. Baseball, the owners are all saying, hey, we're not willing to go into November. So if you're hockey and you're saying to yourself right now, hey, we could start next season in mid to late December or we could start it in November. I don't know that that helps you in any way, shape or form. So you might as well try to finish this season. And then we just got to fight these battles as they come. It, who who could have possibly anticipated that it'd be June 22nd? We'd be talking about some of the things that we are today. I would have thought in March that by now we'd be talking about the return of 
of baseball, not yeah. are we going to have a return of baseball. So figure it out to finish this season, and then we'll fight the next battle whenever it gets here. Hey, if it doesn't work out, the NHL can just use the football stadiums, the NFL football stadiums, because apparently the virus doesn't exist in the NFL. It's so true. they should be just fine. That's Jamie Rivers. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line. Questions and answers is next. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. That's Jamie Rivers. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line from the 636. Rivs, you and Danny Mack were talking about coaches getting the coronavirus earlier today. Do you really think that the virus wants any piece of Craig Berube, though? Let's be honest here. Okay, we're going to just have to extract the blood from Craig Berube, (laughs) and that's the vaccine. That is the vaccine. Inject Craig Berube into my veins and bring it on, coronavirus. Can you imagine that? That's about right. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, the death stare that Chief has, just in general... Okay, and I can tell you, first-hand knowledge of this is just in general, he's kind of an intimidating guy. Even though he's not a bad guy, he's not mean, he's not a jerk, he's a really nice guy. But when he stares at you, you're like, okay, I don't know if he wants to, like, say hi to me or punch my teeth in. <laughs> Imagine when he's mad. And Chief's kind of got a little bit of that cross eye going, and he's looking through you. Our coronavirus doesn't stand a chance. I got to ask him a question last year. I pulled him aside after a press conference in the regular season just to get his thoughts on a couple things before pregame. I wrapped up my question to him so fast because all he did was just stare at me while I'm asking the question. And I'm like, I, I don't even want to talk anymore. Go ahead, Craig. Just he didn't want any walk your, away. You didn't no. want any of your BS. You didn't, you didn't want any of the crap. And you had food in your teeth. I don't have teeth. Thanks, Chris. Point. Good. Wow. Food, wow. Food between your two teeth. <laughs> That's true. So... Jerk move. <laughs> you the food? Yeah, it was. That's disrespectful. It's different because Craig Berube is that guy, but whenever Barry Odom was hired at Mizzou, they put out this one sheet with, like, fun facts from his life, <laughs> and it was as, as if he was, like, Chuck Norris. It was like, once upon a time, Barry Odom ran a 400-meter dash in 32 seconds. They're like, no, he didn't. They, they talked about like... <laughs> I think that's actually really funny. <laughs> he talked about something that he did for prom where it was like he, he had like a football game, a track meet, and prom in the same day and still found a way to make it home for dinner or whatever. Like, it was crazy stuff like that. None of it... There's no way any of it was true. For Berube, I would believe every single one of those things. <laughs> Berube's the type of guy where it'd be like, yeah, I, I think he'd find a way to make that happen. He's just a different kind of cat. Well, when you're 16 years old, as Craig Ruby was, and you're entering tough man competitions where you have to be at least 18 or older to get in, and you win the tough man competition as a 16-year-old because you lied and had a fake ID. <laughs> okay, so that's like Chuck Norris worthy, right? Yes. That's the chief. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service tax line. If you've got a question, we'll have an answer. So over the weekend, guys, th- uh, Saturday night, me and Kara just decided it's movie night. We're just going to chill on the couch. We're just going to hang out, watch a few movies, right? So we watched Just Mercy, which was tremendous. It's free right now on Amazon Prime. I would highly recommend it. It's uh, no Michael B. Ads, Jordan okay. and <laughs> Amazon Prime Jamie paying Fox. you now? Um, no, Jesus but I'm calling. willing. So that one was great. We also watched a movie called The Report. It had Adam Driver, also very good. And then we watched Bombshell. 
which was a star-studded cast. And all I could say the whole time was, oh my God, they nailed the casting of Megyn Kelly in this movie. It's like, have you ever seen this, this woman? And Carol was like, yeah, what do you mean? Oh boy. I was like, I, I really think she's got a bright future. <laughs> No, and BK. She, she was like, "You're right, BK. She does." She was like, "You, you realize that's Charlie's throne, right?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" I she she's got Charlie Theron, Theron, whatever, yeah. whatever. Just oh, somebody else didn't know who that was. Obviously, somebody else he didn't know. So this is where we're going, right? Yeah. So we're going down this path, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, she she's nailing Megan Kelly. Like she Whoa. she is she yeah, is Megan yeah, Kelly in yeah, this yeah. in this movie." And Carol was like, yeah, she's like an A-list actress. I was like, no, 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 stop. I, I look up her IMDb. I'm like, okay, I clearly should have known who this woman was. Clearly. clearly. She won a Best Actress Award. Like, yeah, I get it. Not too shabby. I, I was like 10 at the time, so I still should have known it. It's not, a, not an excuse. That being said, would you consider her to be somebody who can, like, be the star of a blockbuster movie? Yeah, she oh, has yeah. before. She's done it numerous times. Yeah, what is a blockbuster? Oh, yeah. Monster she was in. Yeah, which but that was, wasn't a blockbuster. Uh, won a couple Mad of Mad awards. She was one of the stars, but was not the featured uh, okay. featured she actor absolutely or actress in that movie. Uh, absolutely carry a movie, for sure. She, she won a Monster. The Italian, job. Yeah, the Italian that one? job. She was the co-star. All great movies, all co-stars. But not what movies the one anymore have one singular star? They all kind of have to have another star to, like... Best actor. Actress, best supporting actress. Yeah, no, I understand. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, whenever you put the movie poster up, right, for your summer blockbuster film, and maybe this is just Ooh, a, she's definitely on it. <laughs> maybe this is just a sign of where we are with movies. That most of those films are superhero movies now, right? It's the Marvel films. It's all of this stuff, and so maybe it is just that simple that she's not in any of those, and that's why I don't think of her that way. But maybe I, you're just not as well rounded as you thought you were. BK. Another good. No, that's 100 percent accurate. <laughs> Another good one from the text line, Hancock with Will Smith. Watch your mouth. But Will Smith was the star of that movie. People went she to was, see it because Will Smith was in the movie. What if they didn't, BK? What, what if, if they went to see that? Charlize Theron? Yeah. Or Charlize I saw it Theron. specifically because of her. I don't even know who this I Will Smith guy is. I see all films specifically because of Charlize Ooh, Theron. The Devil's Advocate. Devil's now, Advocate. That was yeah. incredible. She Never was sensational in that. I'll have to watch that. Al Pacino. Now I'm going to go back through her entire catalog and make sure yeah. that I see every movie. I have seen Monster, and she was great in that. To be honest, I didn't realize that it was the same person because of how great she was in Monster. Wow. You think you would have learned back then? This is a Tom Cruise moment for you, BK, for mine on Friday. That's a good point. All right, I got something. Who's your favorite actress? Mine? I don't know if I have a favorite actress. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't put yeah, me I don't on the spot. Yeah, like I don't that. know okay. if I have a favorite actress. You know what? Just actress. give me a warning My on that. Apologies. Yeah. Come on, I'm, go Sandra I'm actually more impressed with this from the text line. Going back to our chief conversation, mm -hmm. chief was exposed to COVID nineteen. He wasn't really. Now COVID nineteen has to quarantine for fourteen <laughs> days. Chief got pulled over by the police. <laughs> police officer got a ticket. <laughs> he gets a cop a ticket. I love these. That's Jamie Rivers. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Buster Olney's one of the best MLB analysts out there. Are we going to watch a baseball season? Plus some breaking news from Bob Nightingale. We'll talk about it next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. With 
Former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Bob Nightingale updating the latest on MLB's negotiations, saying the 38-member executive board of the Players Union have scheduled a meeting this afternoon to discuss the modified MLB 60-game proposal. They are expecting that a formal vote will be taken. Buster Olney backing that up, saying the expectation has been that the union will reject the owner's proposal and the next logical move would be for Manfred to implement the 60-game season. And with that, we go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by Buster Olney. He's a baseball insider for ESPN and ESPN.com. Joins us here on Ribs and BK. Buster, first of all, happy belated Father's Day. I appreciate you hopping on with us today. What is the latest, given the expectation that the players are going to reject this owner's proposal? And on and on and on we go, right? And I feel like i got to do a disclaimer every time we talk about this. It's been disgusting to watch. People in the industry among the rank and file are completely appalled that this conversation has been going on like this for so long, uh, you know, given what's going on in the country. Now, you know, to set that aside, there is, uh, as Bob has reported and others have reported, you know, the players are expected to have their vote today. Um, you know, there's a perception within the union and there's a perception with uh, within the owners that there is a Scott Boris wing of of the players, and that uh, you know that they've been the most aggressive and, and the most hawkish, and and uh, that voice, the full expectation is is as of this afternoon will probably win out, and that they will reject the owner's proposal. And uh, and then you know we'll uh, we'll see what Rob Manfred does his next logical move because the calendar now is a very real issue. There's no question about it. Uh, you know, according to the owner's plan that they put out, the players would be in camp a week from today, which seems laughable. Um, you know, given all the challenges of, of putting all the health and safety protocol into place, but uh, that would that would come next, and then we'll see what happens with the players' reaction. I, I mean, I've heard from so many agents through this process that it would become like the ultimate defection uh, situation if, in fact, Rob rams a, a system down the throat of the players and it'll. Turn into total circus. Uh, Buster, I want to circle back to, to Boris here for a second, okay? Because, you know, having been a former pro hockey player and having an agent and kind of being in those circles, I've never seen an agent have the this kind of an impact on a group of players. And I'm just wondering, how is the union letting that happen? And certainly the owners can't be pleased with that. Well, and they are not pleased. And the other thing, too, is that it it feels like to some degree that they're kind of getting spooked by it, (laughs) Um, where, you know, a lot of the justification on the owner's side for how they they played out this process has been, well, Scott's going to blow it up anyway. You know, Scott is the guy. He's become the the boogeyman on the other side uh, for, I think, for the owners in terms of what's happening. So, and I don't know, you know, for certain, that that's actually a practical reality. I actually think that, you know, the owner's reconstituted spam offers that we saw at the beginning of this process probably had as much to do with the entrenchment of the players as anything. Uh, You know, at the beginning, when we were in mid-May, I had uh, moderates, players, and agents telling me that they thought that, yeah, we probably would be able to work something out. But that first offer was so stark, the one where they were saying that players making the highest salaries would get only 20%, they felt like that that 
absolutely coalesce the player's side. But, you know, they, it, right now the perception is is that, uh, you know, part of the, the union strategy would be to force Rob Manfred to implement, and then they would file a grievance. So I just sent out on Twitter a little while ago, like building a, a, a strategy around filing a grievance in baseball is like doing your financial planning around the expectations you're going to win the lottery. <laughs> I mean, that's a really dangerous way to go, especially uh, you can bet that the idea that this is all unforeseen and the coronavirus derailed everything, that would be part of the discussion in, in front of an arbitrator. I don't know how you win that. All right, Buster, circling back here to the coronavirus a little bit, um, let's say the players and the owners can somehow miraculously get a deal worked out. At this point, I'm not confident in anything, but let's say it happens. And then let's say the coronavirus or COVID comes in and interrupts everything at the end of it all. How bitter are baseball people going to be that they've been listening to this soap opera go on back and forth for all this time? And the one thing that they really didn't talk about too much was the virus. And now the virus rears its ugly head back into the picture. And we could have maybe just put aside all the, the, the bantering back and forth and focused on that. How, how upset will people be? Yeah, and they've been talking about the protocol, um, you know, as they've been talking about the financial issues over the last 24 hours, they talked to two people who've seen the, the latest version of the protocol, and they both say it's breathtakingly detailed to the point that they were one person who was reading it said, I had to stop. Like, I, I couldn't I couldn't get through it all because you're like, how in the world are we going to pull that off? And keep in mind, again, I'll repeat, um, according to the owner's plan, the players are supposed to be in camp a week from today. Uh, how are you going to train your security people uh, to, to follow through? You know, how are you going to have the time to train your, you know, your athletic staff, your, 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 uh, your front office staff, all the players? There's so many potential complications in that, and I agree with you. You know, if, in fact... Um, you know, they, they wind up uh, you know, going through the financial stuff and they make a deal, which I think is, is you know, possible. It, it may well all be derailed by the coronavirus. We saw, you know, last Friday, beginning of the day, you know, there's some talk about maybe there had been some positive tests. By the end of the day, they shut down all the spring training camps in Florida and Arizona. Uh, that's how quickly moving this thing is. I've said all along, baseball is like a rowboat in a hurricane because they're completely at the mercy of this virus. We're talking with Buster Olney, baseball insider for ESPN and ESPN.com here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Buster, I I appreciate that baseball has those protocols all kind of ready to go if and when necessary, but one thing that has really frustrated me basically since the very beginning with the player's side of this, frankly, is their hesitance to do anything in quarantine and instead their insistence that they have to be in their host city How does this work if that's the way that they're going to decide to do it, Buster? It seems to me like every other sport, at least right now, is trying to do a hub city. And baseball has been resistant from that since basically day one. Yeah, which is why I think from the beginning, um, and I wrote this back in in the middle of March, if this was going to work out this year, then these two sides, uh, players in Major League Baseball, who right now have their worst relationship in 25 years, they absolutely need to collaborate and cooperate. Like, they need to have, you know, three months ago, had committees right away, Zoom calls every day. Okay, how is this going to work? Does this work for you? Okay, let's work through this problem, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Instead... 
you know, they've continued to be in their respective trenches just lobbing shells at each other and leaks and, and statements, and they're not really collaborating. You're right. Um, you know, the, the idea that they pull it off, that it would seem, based on what we've seen with baseball in South Korea, based on what we've seen with baseball in Japan, is that you're going to have to have everyone working together. And I don't mean this as a political statement. I, I'm just reflecting an observation I've heard from a lot of people in baseball. Let's face it, in this country, you know, there are, um, you know, some people in different parts of the country who are, are, are more open and amenable to wearing masks and doing different things than they are in other parts of the country. That's absolutely going to be reflected in the baseball population. And the fact is, is that you got to get everybody on the same page if it's going to work, as we've seen, you know, with the, in the Phillies camp the other day with eight people in that small group of people testing positive for the virus. So let's go down the path, Buster, of what appears to be the most likely, and you can tell me if, if that's not the case, but it seems like the players are going to reject this offer, and then eventually, whether it be tomorrow, Wednesday, whenever, Rob Manfred's going to implement the season in however many games that he decides to do so. What next? What comes after that, Buster, if that's the path that this goes down? If there's an implementation, and if the agents and players I've talked to are right, you are going to hear, start hearing about the factions of players saying, "I'm out, not doing it." Um, I think the fact, I mean, besides the you know the inherent uh, you know concern about the coronavirus, the fact that there wouldn't actually be agreement between the two sides is going to give cover um, and rationale for some players who decide they don't want to participate. You know, potential free agents, guys who, you know, could hit the open market in the fall and have a lot of money at stake, they may drop out. You might see players, you know, who in the past, if they had a, a small injury, they would just play through. Maybe in the, you know, the new 2020 shortened implemented season, they could say, not doing that, not working through it. It's going to become a circus. And as I wrote in a column yesterday, um, you know, if you're Rob Manfred, you're the owners, you have to understand that if you implement a season, then it might be that on a day-by-day basis, the biggest stories in the sport are not, hey, the, you know, the Cardinals faced off with the Cubs. It might be, okay, which stars have left their, their, their uh, clubhouses today? Which players are not available today? That would get really ugly. Uh, for baseball, if it plays out that way, I think you could cue the Benny Hill music. Buster, I'm get, I'm frustrated with baseball right now. I just want these guys to figure it out. But the last time we talked, um, or we actually the first time we didn't talk, you were out cutting the grass, if you can remember. And I'm a big uh, yard guy. I'm just wondering, how's the grass looking these days? Well, the grass was looking good till we, we we've had too much time without rain. It's starting to get sparse, but I gotta say, the weeds are in, are in excellent shape. The grass is in excellent shape. I've actually learned how to cook a little bit during the thing. I you know I've been taking. I last time I saw one soda of the Nationals, I said, you know, next time I see you, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to break out some Spanish for you. I'm making a little bit of progress in that. So that's kind of where we are. And and I'll just reiterate it. I, I you know I think the points you guys have been bringing up are are excellent and it's a reminder all of this could be derailed with a spat of positive tests and i i I 
frankly would be surprised if they're able to pull this off. And there's no chance they pull it off if the two sides are pulling at opposite sides of the rope. Buster, I've got two more quick ones for you. The first one, I've got to ask a follow-up on what Father's Day looked like in the Olney household yesterday. What were you doing? Were you on the grill? Were you grilling yesterday? What did it look like in the Olney household for Father's Day? Well, coincidentally, uh, my number two, my son, his 16th birthdays was yesterday. So he kind of dominated the day. Uh, he got four Frisbees, and the four of us, uh, my older daughter, my wife and I, and my son, we all went out and played Frisbee golf last night, and that was fun. Nice. That's fantastic. Buster, first of all, happy birthday to your son. And last thing for you, I'm going to ask you to take out your Magic 8-Ball. What's going to happen oh, here boy. with baseball? <laughs> Um, no they pressure. will not make a deal. The commissioner will implement, and and then um, and then eventually the, the a bunch of tests happen, and then the you know the season doesn't come off, uh, and it doesn't happen. Uh, by the way, I suggested one curveball. I think would be very interesting for Rob Manfred to do as we talk about the possibility of the union filing grievance. What if Major League Baseball were to implement at 102 percent full prorated salary? You talk about the question on the on the player's side about good faith, that would change the equation dramatically if it tilted their way. That's interesting. So how would that work? Well, he could he could just say, you know, we're going to we're going to have a, a, a 60 game season and we're not going to play the uh, pay the players at 100 percent full, full pro rata. Uh, we respect the fact that they're out there trying to make this work in the face of a lot of issues. We're going to give them 102 percent. I guarantee you that would get the attention of the moderates among the players and the agents. And, and also, by the way, potentially, as we talk about the possibility of a grievance down the road and the question of good faith, you could theoretically cut off uh, cut off the enemy at the past. <laughs> That's a great point. I mean, yeah, there goes their argument or their claim that you're not uh, negotiating good faith. I mean, you you get, pay, you're basically. overpaying them at this point. So, yeah, that's a good a good strategy, Buster. Buster. Well, and why not? Especially if there's no baseball, it might not cost you anything. <laughs> At the very least, it makes you look a little bit better, and they certainly yeah. need that right about now. Buster, we certainly always appreciate the time whenever you hop on with us. Check out his work, ESPN and ESPN.com is where you find it, and on Twitter, at Buster underscore ESPN. Buster, we'll talk with you soon. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, guys. Good to talk with you again. Absolutely. That's Buster only joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. It's 1217. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. All right, a lot to react to there. Buster only said that the owners basically repurposed the same offer over and over again. The players are basing their entire argument upon essentially winning the lottery. And oh, by the way, he says implementation equals defection, and he expects that that's going to be the way that this goes. So let's Reacts to all of that on the other side with Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. If there's an implementation and if the agents and players I've talked to are right, you are going to start hearing about defections of players saying, I'm out, not doing it. Um, I think the fact, I mean, besides the, you know, the inherent uh, you know, concern about the coronavirus, the fact that there wouldn't actually be agreement between the two sides is going to give cover um, and rationale for some players who decide they don't want to participate. You know, if you're Rob Manfred, you're the owners, you have to understand that if you implement a season, then it might be that on a day-by-day basis, the biggest stories in the sport are not, hey, the, you know, the Cardinals faced off with the Cubs. It might be 
okay, which stars have left their 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 uh, clubhouses today? With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. That was Buster Olney just moments ago. I would highly recommend, if you missed any of our conversation, checking it out on 101ESPN.com. He is basically saying that if the commissioner, Rob Manfred, implements a season and it is unilateral, it is his decision, it is not agreement in agreement between the owners and the players, like they've been maybe trying to do over the last three months, then you're going to see some defections from players. There are going to be players that say, not worth it. I'm not playing this year. I we, we didn't come to an agreement. It's not worth it for me to go out there. Now, for what it's worth, there is a little bit of precedent right now taking place in the NBA with this. Now, this is a big week for the NBA. Today, the Toronto Raptors are flying down to Florida. There's going to start being more and more teams that head down there. It's also the week of the deadline for any players to opt out of the NBA's restart down in Orlando. Earlier today, from Adrian Wojnarowski, there was a report that Washington Wizards forward Davis Bertans will opt out. He will sit out the Orlando restart. He's entering his free agency off of his most productive NBA season and previously had two torn ACL injuries. So he's trying to get paid. His team has very little shot of making the postseason if and when they get back down there. The Wizards I'm talking about. So he said, not worth it for me. Interesting. That's what we're looking at for a lot of these players. They would essentially say, I would rather sit out and be safe at home with my family than go to wherever to play this baseball season. That's very interesting. The implementation equals defection, and it would suggest to me there just wouldn't be a season. Yeah, you know what? I really hadn't thought about this exact scenario until Buster brought it up. Like, we talked about how players would, you know, maybe they would strike or whatever, but now, you know, hearing it the way Buster described it and now seeing NBA players sitting out for the Wizards, like, I wonder how this will affect everything. Meaning, like, how will the owners handle this? Because we've seen owners in the past in, in various sports to where, I don't want to say collusion, but whatever. But you know for a fact that they've all talked at some point, even in baseball during the free agency a couple of years ago, where nobody got, like, any offers. Hmm. And you're like, oh, wait a minute, this isn't normal. So you wonder, like, what will the owners do in retaliation to that? Will guys that are free agents sit on the shelf? Will they have... You know, behind closed doors agreements that we're not going to give them more than this. Or I know that they don't admit to these things, but it happens. I think it's different for his situation, Bertans, than it would be for some of the hockey players, for instance. Or baseball is a different thing entirely because they haven't even started their season yet. Yeah, but, but once they do that, like, never mind the the NBA guy. I'm just I'm using right. it as an example. But if you have a baseball player. That all of a sudden is like right to the wire and then it's like, yeah, I'm out. Like, how will his ownership, his management, his teammates, how will he be viewed? That last one is the one that I was going to hone in on, the teammates. Because I think that could be really big. Like, if you've got, let's say you're a middling contender in the NBA right now or the NHL, right? And you're like a 4-5 fringe. If you, if you have a really good run, you could potentially make a run. But realistically, it's unlikely, right? Those are the teams where I would look at the players and I would be like, man, I really wonder what their teammates would look at them as if they decide not to come down. 
because if you're a four seed, you have that opportunity, especially let's say LeBron James ends up testing positive, right? He's asymptomatic. Everything's okay, but he ends up testing positive. Well, there goes one of the contenders potentially from being able to compete for a title. Mm-hmm. You could now fill that void. So same thing exists in the NHL. I wonder if you're a Blackhawks player and you decide not to go to, let's say, Las Vegas, I wonder how your teammates will view that. I don't know the answer to that question because I think a lot of them will say, we get it, dude. We get it. We totally understand it, especially if it's health-related. Like, I'm sitting here trying to process it. I'm trying to put myself back in the locker room, and I'm like, I get it. Like, it's in its entirety, I get it, right? As a human being, I'd be like, I get it. But I'm also sitting here going, okay, I'm putting myself at risk here, too. Why are you better than me? Mm -hmm. And not only do you think maybe that you're better than me, but now you've hurt our team. So now I'm here putting myself at risk with a less opportunity to win because you've decided to stay home. So right or wrong, however that opinion would be, it's still going to happen. And I wonder what the aftermath is of that. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong because it's your opinion, right? It's it's your it would be yeah. your perspective on that teammate, and it could change some relationships. And I think that's a fear that I would have if I'm a coach or a general manager right now. Is how is this going to affect my future team chemistry if somebody opts out of this situation? So I think it's absolutely a real fear, Jamie. And I I I don't say this lightly. I don't know. I don't know how it would affect things because I don't know how you could possibly know how it's going to affect things moving forward. I don't think we will know until it actually happens for some of these teams. The other thing that it will affect in baseball specifically is if you've got all these guys that are defecting, they're saying we're not playing and then eventually you don't have a season. It really goes against the whole tell us when and where idea, right? That was their whole call was, hey, we get it. You're not going to agree to anything with us. That's perfectly fine. Just tell us when and where and we'll be they're ready to go and then they well, that way the players were getting around for that grievance right yep and eventually the owners came back and they did give them the offer last week and that's the one that they're supposedly going to be uh voting down most likely this afternoon but if and when they implement the season let's say it's 55 games right mm-hmm. and it's full, full pro rata well baseball the commissioner has technically told you when and where it is in your home city <laughs> and it will be most likely the endish of July and that's what the season's going to look like they've told you when and where and now you're saying no that ain't going to look great for the players there's going to be a lot of people pu- in the public uh Joe from Fenton our buddy what Brian, is it Brian from, Brian Fenton, from Fenton who is going to be frustrated by the fact that you said on Twitter and on Instagram for a month tell us when and where and then suddenly you didn't believe that anymore. To your point, we got a great text uh, on our text line, 65780, from the 636. People are still having to work. I don't understand how I could just say, yeah, I'm not going to my boss. I mean, so everybody's in a unique situation. I know it's a, but to your point of how is, how is Brian from Fenton going to react to the player saying, yeah, yeah you know, you, I told you when and where, but I really didn't mean it and I'm not showing up now. Like, could baseball do any more self-sabotaging than they're doing right now? No. Like, if you had a handbook of how to ruin your sport, this is the handbook. And you know what? I I don't know that it's funny is not the right word, but ironic. Ironic is the correct word here. Uh, 
I'll tell you on the other side. There's something very ironic. You need more time to think, don't you? About what is about to happen with baseball. And I'll explain it next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. Seven eight zero is the Air Comfort Service text line from the three one four. I bet BK is googling the word ironic to see what it's what it was that he said before the break. That's a fair point, sir. So I looked it up, and ironic is the exact word that I wanted to use. There, ironic or moronic, both. Okay, cool. Both apply. So the ironic thing about Major League Baseball and where they find themselves right now, all they had to do was come to any agreement. And it's still very possible, maybe even likely, that the season would not have been played at any point because of what is taking place across the country right now. And as we just saw last week, like K-State football had so many players test positive for COVID that they just had to shut everything down. Every single spring training site for Major League Baseball has been shut down because they're like, we got to clean this thing up. We got to figure out how we're going to make this thing work. We don't know if the NBA and if the NHL's idea is even going to work. So the MLB very well could have come to an agreement in early June, let's say, right? Decided we're going to get back to work and we're going to see these guys on the field by mid-July. And it still might not have worked. But at least then, Jamie, they would have had the appearance of trying to make it work, of trying to give the public baseball back on the field. The difference now is now they can't even have the appearance of trying. No matter what, it will never look like they tried to get a season going this season. And that is on both the players and the owners. It is not a one-side ordeal. It is everybody. Everybody involved failed. Failed dramatically and failed to the way that this might have very long-term ramifications for the game of baseball and the business of baseball as well. So all they had to do was come to some sort of an agreement, very likely would have ended up with the exact same result that we're going to have now, and they failed. They failed over and over. What they should have done, and which is a great tactic in negotiation, especially when it's large companies or big entities that are trying to come together on things, is you have certain benchmarks, right? So... In this agreement, you would have, let's say, stuff to do with coronavirus. You have that deal, and you negotiate back and forth. And then when you get to your conclusion, you have a deal. You write the deal. You announce that you have a deal in part one of the of the whole deal. So now, every time you're going through this, every little detail that you cross and you get an agreement on, you're announcing to create what? Positive momentum with your fan base, with the sport, with the players. And so that point, when you get to the big hurdle, people go, well, you know what? They've managed to pull it together so far, and it's been pretty good. Like, okay, let's see if we can do this guy. It doesn't just feel like they've just been taking turns punching each other in the nose. And that's the biggest thing for me that I don't get. I still don't get. Why all of these numbers and negotiations and everything has been leaked or why they've just openly talked about it in the press where they're sewering the other side or calling them out and the players even like where and when. Okay, guys, I get it. I know what you're doing. But it was smart if they were actually serious about it. They're not. They They weren't. It was a legal strategy to avoid a grievance from the owner saying they didn't negotiate in good faith. And, you know, to Buster Olney's point of the paying the players 102 percent, which is a pimple on a moose's rear end. Right. For the owners. And. And so 
then some you, of your sayings, man. I, I don't know where they come from. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know if they're Canadian or if they're just that. That one was Canadian. That was a that was a Canadian because I had the moose, right? I yeah. I but my point is, is that that two percent for each player is really not much for the owners. But it's a strategy. At what point do you get the real people here, like the real negotiations? And how the hell is Tony Clark letting Scott Boris? dictate some of this. I know he's not giving him authority, but he's all over the players, right? He's got all these connections with the players. Do you think Brian from Fenton wants to hear that Scott Boris is involved? We can't even get the union and the owners on the same page. Now we have Boris, who all he's doing is he's in it for personal gain. This is a disaster. So we asked Buster Olney, what do you think is going to be the result here? And I told him, take out your magic eight ball. What are, what are we going to see here? What's what's baseball going to look like moving forward? Here was his answer earlier today. They will not make a deal. The commissioner will implement. And then eventually the, the a bunch of tests happen. And then, the you know, the season doesn't come off uh, and it doesn't happen. So that's kind of what I was saying. It's like eventually what is probably the most likely outcome for all of these sports is that they're not going to happen the way that we hoped that they would, right? Mm-hmm. It's the most likely outcome. Now, I hope, I pray, that is not the outcome that we see. But if you simulated it 10,000 times, I would say the most often, the, the thing that happens the most often is that they have to stop because there's too many tes- positive tests and it's just, it's just not possible to do it. Especially the ba- the way that baseball was trying to get this done. And I keep coming back to this, and I know 65780, I understand if you're getting sick of me saying this, but baseball did it to itself. The idea that the players refused to play in hub cities that's still like is the single thing that made the biggest uh, impact on all of this. Because that makes me feel like they never really wanted a deal, because who the heck in this pandemic says, yeah, just throw us in general population? <laughs> it's insane. It's absolutely insane. We've got serious questions as to how it's going to work with hockey being quarantined in a singular hotel in Las Vegas. We've got questions as to how it's going to work with the NBA playing in three hotels in one resort area away from the rest of the resort in one basketball gym. We've got questions about that. And we were going to try to make this thing work in 26 different cities across the country, flying to all these different places. They- yeah, into hotels that aren't quarantined. Think about that. Crazy. Think about that for a second. You're going to be traveling, and when you travel, you're not going to take over a hotel and, and have full quarantine. So the players, although they're front flying on chartered planes or their own plane, whatever it is, then they get to the city. they got to stay in a hotel. Using the same elevator as other people, using the same room keys, using the same, like whatever it is. So you literally have no isolation or quarantine for these places, zero, except for at the baseball field where now you can't even sit six feet beside a guy because of, you know, they're trying to implement these rules. Well, how much sense does that make? When you're going to be sitting beside a guy on a plane and then sitting at all these hotels, it doesn't make any sense. That's the point I'm on, is what you just said, BK. These players didn't want to deal in the first place because of that point right there. I mean, if you're going to sit there and continuously say, oh, we're going to play in our own cities, we're going to play in our own cities, we're not doing hub cities, 
you're you're completely overlooking the whole purpose of trying to get these sports back up. Like maybe you get back to your own city sooner or later, but you got to be on board with the hub city. So this was their negotiation tactic of look, we're going to try and make this look like we're not the bad ones in this whole kit in this whole scenario. How do we do that? Okay, well the money's going to be a big factor here, but the hub city, let's let's do this. We want to be with our families. We want to be home. They can't do that. We can't get this deal God. done. If but, I was their families, I'd be like, I don't want you yeah. home. Go. <laughs> I'm not being a jerk, but like you're traveling all over the place. Don't bring that home to me. Yeah. There were two non-negotiables for the players in this entire thing. The 100% pro rata, which apparently was actually 100% pro rata for at least 60 games. They should have had that clarification on there at the very beginning. That would have been nice to know. And the second thing was the no hub cities. Those yeah. were the two non-negotiables from day one for the players. And those two things were apparently vehemently opposed to what the owners wanted, which is, first of all, health and safety. They did want that, obviously. Players because, don't care. <laughs> but then they're going to say they don't feel safe. I don't. It's yep. just, it's they're mind-blowing. They're already saying that. It's, it's, so from day one, the uh. owners were not going to go more than 60 games. We've clearly learned that. So that was never going to be able to meet in the middle. And the second thing is the players were never going to do the thing that was probably going to make the season possible, which was playing in hub cities. And so it, it just it was never going to work. It was never going to work because of where they were to start this thing, and they never moved off of those non-negotiables. Text ever. line 314 uh, says, hey, I thought you said on Friday you are breaking up with baseball. You know what, 314? You're absolutely right. Yeah. I'm done with this. Break. Baseball, we're, you know what, I thought we were rekindling our, our love for each other, but we're not. That's the thing. You always have second thoughts after you break up. You're always like, well... Maybe I'll give it another shot. I had a weekend to think about it. Now you know. we've just ended it. Yeah, now I'm done. Let's get into the junk drawer next instead on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. He's Jamie Rivers. That's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. It's time for the junk drawer, Jamie. You want to get us started today, my friend? Uh, yeah, you know what? The junk drawer is one of my favorite things. I find myself now literally every night grabbing things going, ooh, this is good for the junk drawer. This is good for the junk drawer. So I pulled up a couple things here. Uh, did, did you notice that there was a mugshot in the New York Post of a gentleman with a machete tattooed under his eye. I picked the story out as well. You did too? Okay. So, Ferrari, have you seen this? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to talk to the listeners about it. So, there's a guy, I don't even know his name, Justin Couch, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, he's accused, allegedly here, okay, of doing something. Now, here's, you got to see this picture. He's got a machete tattooed under his left eye. It looks like somebody literally, like, spilled ink on his face. It's not exactly a great job. But then what happened was there was an altercation with our buddy Justin. And he pulled out a machete and assaulted somebody with it. Now, he didn't use the sharp side to, like, cut somebody open. He used the blunt side, though, to hack away at somebody. And he's known as Machete Justin. That's really... It doesn't fit. But that's what he's known as. It's a terrible nickname. It's a terrible nickname. But you think, okay, so you're the guy. Machete Mike would be a good nickname. That would be good. That would be really good. But they call him Machete Justin. Quit stomping on my fire over here. (laughs) You get out to fight this guy or you get into an altercation with this guy, two things. One, he's got that nickname. Ah, he's just a nickname, right? Ah, That's an urban legend. Then he's got a machete tattooed under his eye. 
Okay, maybe maybe he's got something there. Then he pulls it out during your altercation. Pulls the machete out. Pulls it. Yep. Whatever it is. Okay. Out, I just right? want to make but sure. But the machete did come out as well. Because if he pulls something else out, I'm not fighting no matter what. No, that's kind of a weird scenario, right? Yeah. Well. You ever seen like two naked guys fight? Yeah. That's weird. Keep it going. Let's so, go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Justin, Machete Justin gets arrested for using machete. Yeah. How do you not know that this is going to happen to you when that's the guy? I I actually go the other route. Okay. Machete Justin, you can't use a machete in the fight if you're trying to get away with this. Like, you, maybe Machete Justin should have pulled out a baseball bat, right? Something. But then he'd have to get a baseball bat baseball tattooed bat on his face. Justin. No, what I'm saying is when you have the machete tattooed under your eye, you're yeah. kind of giving it away that you're the guy that was yeah, using the machete in the fight. But that's your go-to, right? I don't think he cares about if he gets Touché. caught. <laughs> I think he wants to definitely be known as the machete guy. <laughs> <laughs> what gave it away? Was it maybe the tattoo that he got underneath his eye? Bad call anyways, Machete Justin, and a horrible tattoo. So, speaking of giving things away, are you guys dog people or cat people? Oh, I got oh. two dogs. Two dogs so as well. I, I don't mind cats, okay? Like, I'm not a cat person, but I, I don't not like them. But I'm allergic you, to them, so it does. I am I too. So that kind of puts a little despise water them. on the fire, yeah. yeah. So, if you were going to take a profile picture, and Jamie, neither of you guys would certainly do this, considering you're married, but if you were taking a profile picture for Tinder, uh, you probably wouldn't take one with a cat, right? Right? Yeah. It depends on what you're trying to get the message maybe, across. Uh, maybe you're subliminal on that one. Yeah, you might be trying to use a different message with the I don't picture. know. I should have seen that coming. <laughs> yeah, you really should have. <laughs> Honestly, somehow I, I did it. At some point, you're like, yeah, I was totally direct, actually. You're close you to two months on. with us. You should have known I, that that's what's happening. I don't know so how I didn't see it coming. Let's pretend we didn't, didn't just do that. Okay. Yes, the dog would be uh, in my more likely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, uh, apparently, you guys are far more likely to get swiped right on Tinder than the guy that is sitting there with the cat who would be swiped left on mm. Tinder. Swiping right means you're into the guy. Swiping left means ixnay on the cat okay. So, there was research that was done into this on men and women between the ages of 18 and 24 years old and what they're more likely to swipe right on. Is it the dog guy, the cat guy, or the guy that is just there solo, right? And so, apparently... Apparently, according to this research, the guy with the cat is seen as less social than the guy with the dog because we think of dogs as being your friend and your companion. And Cats you- are the devil. I don't know if I'm going to go that exactly far. Come on, Alex. Don't be but so they, mean. they view it as less don't be so masculine mean. and um, less dateable <laughs> and less social if you huh. have a cat in your picture than if you have the dog in your picture. What if you have four kids in your picture with you? Does that make you even less dateable? Far more social. <laughs> but definitely really social. A lot less dateable. You are really social. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine. If, if Jamie were single right now, and obviously this is not the case, and I would, Shannon is yeah. Wonderful, she and you will, will never have say, to worry about she this. She will shank you. You be careful. She's wonderful, and Jamie will never have to do this. But if Jamie and I, first of all, you not a sign up will, for it. She will machete Justin you in a separate universe where Jamie were single at this time of his life. Yes, I would love to see the Tinder profile that Jamie oh would put together. God. Oh, it would, would have to be a shirtless picture, shirtless. or it'd be a picture of him on the ice. No, I wouldn't go to the ice. You I, wouldn't use cheesy. a hockey picture. That's cheesy. 
Yeah, yeah. but you're going to get a lot more interest because nah. you were a hockey player. Yeah, but I don't know. But that's also the attention I don't want. That's the number one thing as an athlete I can tell you that like if you're really looking for like something, you don't want that to you be don't in want the conversation. The gold no, you, you want to weed those ones out because they're not. You know what I'm saying? Oh, sorry, I've never been a pro athlete. Jeez, I'm, me I'm trying I to bring you. To yeah. I'm trying to bring you guys behind the curtain. Jeez. I mean, not. Literally. I mean, I know that for, for our job now, Jamie, you certainly don't have this issue. We were talking about this earlier today. Ferrario got noticed, what was it, at the, the golf course, right? Yeah, golf course and then a softball game. So most of the people that it's noticed him times. were, I would imagine, men probably somewhere between the ages of 25 and 54. Yeah, more like 50 and 74, but yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> that's kind of the people that recognize you when you do what we do on yeah. this specific medium. Yeah, Sports radio, um, a large percentage of our audience, not all of them, and we love all of our female listeners, and we would love to have more of you. Please tell your friends. But a large percentage of them are men, and a lot of them are older men. And so it doesn't exactly help when you say, yeah, you know, I'm in sports radio. Whenever you're in a conversation while trying to date somebody. I just it's not say, exactly hey, the go-to. I'm a co-host with BK. Yeah. And that works. A profile Maybe. picture of us in front of a microphone, they usually swipe the other way because they're like, oh, they can't take me out to dinner. Now, the funny thing is, like... <laughs> can't afford it. <laughs> but Patrico just and Rizzuto oh, yeah. and Burton and Moon, they could say that they're DJs on 105.7 The Point, and it works. Yep. Uh, well, they also have the number one show, so that kind of works, too. Shh. I mean, on their We're network. on our way up. Yeah, on we're going to be number one. On their time time we're coming for that number one spot. We're not in their time slot. We're coming for you. You, Donnie. If they were midday, we would have them crushed. <laughs> coming for you, Donnie. We're coming for you, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> Heads up, Fandango. We're coming, buddy. I, I got Donnie. one more. Do we get time oh, for one quick one? Uh, very quick. Yeah, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Okay? <laughs> I figured Take as time. much. So, uh, let's see here. Over in, um, in India, okay, they have a place where they have basically inspired people to stay in shape. Okay, and by doing that, you walk up to this machine, you stand in front of it, you push it, and then you have to do 30 squats. And it has a video camera, and it films you going, you know, doing like the 90 degrees. Like, if you cheat on one, it doesn't give you okay. the credit. And once you get to 30 squats, it spits out a train ticket for you so that you can get on the train for free. And obviously, what they're trying to do is promote more physical fitness for their population. And this is a way that they Healthy think conscious. is a good way to go about it. What do you guys think of that? I'm into it. I'm into it. Now, you could implement this at, like, uh, especially at vending machines where you know that somebody's going. It's, it's they like a, a A7 and it's a big chocolate bar. You need to do yeah, 45 squats 45 for that. sit-ups for like that. Like, if you go with the, uh, the cliff bar. You get off scot-free. You don't have to do this. The, uh, you can't do that. You don't have to do this. At least squats. 10. At least 10. Okay. Maybe it's fewer, okay. right? Because yeah. you're, you're, you're choosing the healthy option. But if you go not, like if you go over to the vending machine that has the soda in it, and instead of the water, you go with the Coke, then you've got to do the 30 yeah. squats. I like it. I'm into it. I like it, right? Like imagine even if you walk down to like your local sandwich shop and you get a 10% discount if you hammer out 20 squats. You know, you're promoting physical fitness. I'm all on board. I like it. A lot of, it. A lot yeah. of sweat in those places. It's a good point. But still, free uh, train tickets. Ma'am, can you not sweat on my sandwich, please? Well, the, the guy making the sandwich wouldn't actually be doing the squats, Alex. See, the person buying the sandwich would do that. Uh, you're pretty close to the guy making the sandwich. Thanks, Jamie Rivers. Better be He's six feet apart. I'm Brandon Kiley. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. I think I found my calling. 
Really? And I think the audience is going to make fun of me for it. <laughs> and I think they're going to suggest that I didn't. And I'll tell you what that is on the other side. I hate you, Jamie Rivers. It's 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. Five seven eight zero is the air comfort service text line from the six one eight. We are fully ready and prepared to make fun of UBK. Locked and loaded. I appreciate that. That's a good listener right there. That is a good listener and I've, a very intelligent one. I have found my colleague Jamie Rivers. All right. Now this may surprise some of our listeners. It's not radio. I don't think that surprised anybody. I don't think so either. <laughs> We need to go back and play the tape of him saying and Rivers. Really? <laughs> really? I found my calling, and it is from a article in the New York Post over the weekend. A brewing company that is, by the way, owned by Anheuser-Busch, is hiring a chief hiking op- officer who will be paid $20,000 to hike the Appalachian Trail while drinking along the way. You are provided with beer along the way, and all you have to do, now here's the catch, for five to seven months, <laughs> is walk this trail in the Appalachian Mountains. Okay, so is it $20 every time you walk? $20,000 sorry, for the five to seven months. That's, that's your calling? That's worse than radio pay. <laughs> say, that's, that's a terrible amount of money for what you have to do. Interesting. Uh, I'm just not going to respond to that one. Um, I think this is what I need to be doing with my life. Now, it would require me to move because they're only allowing people that live in the Appalachian areas (laughs) to be able to do this. So you've got to live in Delaware, Georgia, Indiana, Kentucky, one of those states on the East Coast. So I I would have to move in order to be able to do this to be able to be an eligible applicant. Well, with that 20000 you should be able to afford a good house. I gotta what? ask too. How do you say it again? The mountains, Appalachian. How do you or say the it? Appalachian, Appalachian mountains? Yeah, right. Okay. okay. I just want to make sure. Hey, BK, I'm from Canada, but don't worry, I'll say it right. No, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't pronouncing it wrong. No, it's the Appalachian. Appalachian. Okay. Yeah. Appalachian. So, do you have crowns up in the Appalachian oh. mountains? Mm, I don't think they have any of those for you. Do you they can... listen to Elmo Stereo up there? Uh, tough... I could probably get one of those. <laughs> had a tough couple days with this thing. All right, listen. So um, the reason why I thought you guys were going to make fun of me is not because the $20,000 isn't enough. That sounds fantastic to me, frankly. You don't have to work at all. You're just walking a trail and drinking beer all day. That sounds amazing. Sounds like Jamie Rivers' Monday. No walking, though. Sounds more like Burton's <laughs> afternoons. That's very uh, true. That's from what point. I understand. From what he shows us, anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, like, he's really hiking. That and a lot of cop I calls. I thought the part you guys were going to get on to me on was the fact that you have to sleep out in the wilderness. Well, you and- didn't say that. Well, yeah, for five no, to seven you just months. you had to walk a trail and drink beer. You didn't say you had to battle You're the elements. In the a- it- Appalachian there it is. <laughs> for five to seven months. Like you're just going. You're you're yeah. you're hiking. Hey, first of all, you there's no way you could do it. Yeah, I don't know. No, you'd be I out. I, look, I can be the first one to say that I'm with PK. I hate camping because I suck at it. My camping's a red roof in. Agreed. So I, I don't think I could do this either because camping is the worst. See, I here's wouldn't want to do it. What? I wouldn't want to do for it. 20 grand? For twenty grand? And you love beer? I love beer, and the hiking is not fun. But I don't want to live out in the elements. It's not that I couldn't do it, or would, like I just don't want to do it. I think it would be amazing. I think it would be absolutely incredible. 
Jamie, of all people, you love going and just like breaking away from everything for a weekend or yeah, whatever, not right? Five to seven months. <laughs> And crapping in the woods and wiping my butt with bark. I hadn't thought about that part. I have experience there, so I am fully prepared um, to, yeah. to be able to do that in the future. Guys, right? an oak, whole new meaning. Guys, this text line is just phenomenal right Why? now. It says, from the 618, and I thought it was going to be knitting. From the 618, Manly Man BK thinks a grueling five-month hike is his calling. BK, you can't even change a tire, and you want to hike and drink? Maybe yeah. a bear can teach you how to change a tire while you're out there, BK. BK, do you know how to set up a tent? <laughs> Holy moly. I haven't done it in a while, um, but I do know how. Yes. Uh, I don't, so. Wow. Yeah. You don't I'm know more how to manly than Alex Ferrario. First of all, Alex, you do. You just don't know you do. The dome tents are like I mean, I can put a, idiot proof. I can put a desk together from Ikea, so I would imagine I could put a tent together. Yeah, they, they just... You know, Slide the pole, bend and it I can out. change a tire. So. It's really not that hard. Figure six five seven eight zero is the air comfort service text line from the six three six BK. Do you know how to start a fire? We have talked about We've on this very show. That. I'm not as incompetent as you guys seem to believe. Now I am incompetent. This is not me. Suge- it's like going from like a zero to a five percentile. I'm at that five percentile right now, um, but you guys still think that I'm at a zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We really don't want to hear that you know how to pitch a tent. Okay. That's what she said. So, okay. Yeah. And then from the 309, which is very perceptive, by the way, Rivers, you are forgetting to calculate the free beer into the 20 grand. I'm telling you, dude, the amount of free money beer that for I'm me, saving. That might put the company out of business. <laughs> Jamie's the guy who gets hammered and tries to jump over a bush. Yeah, I can see that, actually. It could be fun. <laughs> you guys don't think this sounds great? No. No. I think this sounds horrible. Everything about this. Six what five time seven eight zeros. The air comfort service sex line. Apparently, around the summer, uh, spring into the summer. That's even uh, what they're looking at. You ever been down like yeah. Georgia in the summer? No, it ain't pretty. Yeah, that's even the worst. Yeah, but like you also, you don't have to go into work ever. I don't have to listen to anything about the MLB CBA negotiations next summer. That sounds pretty great. I can do that um, with beer at my house, though. Coronavirus doesn't exist to me anymore. That sounds pretty great. Um, there, there are a lot of things going on that I can just, they don't, I don't have to worry about any of them. I'm I just can't get over going the out into the woods. I can't get over the 20 grand. Okay, well, that's fundamentally something that we're just going to have to disagree on. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is in no way, shape, or form a game yeah. changer for me. It's a game changer. Jim, you got to understand, when you're not a former pro athlete and don't have 18 different businesses around the United States, 20 grand is a lot to us radio folk. I have four kids, and 20 grand okay, is a drop a in the bucket. Yeah, I was going to say, from the 314, 25 thousand dollars that's less than minimum wage for five months get a job see i <laughs> three promise, one four gets it i promise you get a job. i promise you that is not less than minimum wage i promise you here's a what's great, minimum wage 750 here no. 850 it's like it's 835 like now something, yeah. okay so 40 hours a week i'm not a math guy somebody help us I'm out i'm pretty here. sure it's roughly 13 dollars an hour i'm what I'm, is minimum wage? N- no, what? twenty grand. Here, let's find no, out. Like 40- okay, well, wait, 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 wait. You got to take his, this consideration. The twenty grand is going to be taxed. Uncle Sam's got to get his little chunk of the pie too. Oh, my understanding is that it wouldn't be minimum yeah. wage. Oh, yeah. is 860. You don't have to claim twenty grand. Uncle Sam loves when you get money and don't claim 860 it. Eight sixty is minimum wage in Missouri, and that'd be like fifteen thousand dollars a year. Yeah, and. Okay. This is twenty thousand dollars for five months. Yeah, okay, so you're maybe slightly better here's, than minimum wage. Here's something oh, that's, that's probably about right. Here's something we're not thinking of. <laughs> Here's something we're not thinking. How are you going to keep the beer cold the whole time? Who's yeah, carrying they, the cooler? I would imagine that there's got to be somebody that's with you, right? 
Are you just on your own on this? I don't know. <laughs> Do you have a spotter? That's the whole point. I would imagine that they're like recording you. They're taking pictures along the way. Like you so got to have a little people. golf cart with like cold beer. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, they got something. If you're brave in the elements, it's I think 2, you're brave. Twenty two hundred miles. Um, of hiking for all what you would be into. For all of our office fans out there, I would be the Michael Scott of camping. I don't know if you've gotten to that episode yet, BK. I have. It didn't go well for him. Yep. Um, you rip your pants off, and then you realize it gets cold at night, and <laughs> thinking, oh, great, now I need those, and you duct tape them back together. Video applications are being accepted <laughs> through July 31st. I think I'm going to apply. This is a great one from the 314. i got to find it again. They're bouncing in. 314. Wait. Rivers, did you just say you don't like to go away for like five to seven months? Uh, didn't you do that to Stalter <laughs> last year? <laughs> There's Touché. also, oh, also one from the I can't th- believe Stalter te- texted that in. Touche. From the 314, BK, I'm pretty sure your girlfriend's parents would give you the extra 5K just to get out of <laughs> their house as well. Away. <laughs> there you go, 25k for six months. Uh, sorry, guys, I can't get around the 20 grand and just the like tent stuff. And that, yeah, no, I ain't doing it. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Got to be honest. This sounds pretty great. 20 grand for five months. I understand you don't think that sounds like a lot of money. It's not that I don't think it's a lot of money. I already know my budget with four kids and one in college, and they both uh, so they have cars. And like, I'm like, hey, no, I can't do it. Ribs, let's it. sign them up. No cars. We got a break coming up here. We're gonna do a yeah. vi- we're gonna, we're gonna do the video, video application yep. for BK. No cars. No wife. No obligations. Oh, out of sight, out of mind. I'm going. I'm in. Ready to go. I'm sending in my application by July 31st. You'll see me in the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, it is Appalachian. <laughs> Appalachian. Five Appalachian. to seven months of next year. We need a ruling on something. We'll get it from you next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. With Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. I am so glad nobody saw that, Jamie. Why? Actually, in fact, I wish somebody saw that. I used to be the rave god, man. Did you used to go to raves? Oh, no, that's god. not true. Now, no. there are lots of places I went where they had like that music. Sure. And people be like jumping around all over the place with like glow sticks and I bottled can see water. Ribs with glow sticks. Glow sticks, bottled water. I don't know why they drank so much water. But anyways, yeah. We need a ruling because I tweeted something last night. And Jamie, not kidding, sent me a screenshot of it this morning and said, we have to talk about this. We will talk about it. But first, it's a big day, folks. Gentlemen, it's a big day. You know why? Why? Why is that? It's Peggy Prady's birthday today. You know who Peggy Prady is? I feel like I should. It's my mother-in-law. Oh, wow. Peggy Prady. Yeah, Peggy Prady. Happy birthday. G-Mama P, as my kids call her. Peg Cat. Her screen name. She. Um, These are phenomenal nicknames. Yeah, she's uh, she's got a lot of nicknames. She's a very popular woman. She's very funny. The kids love her. So. Well, happy birthday to G Mama P. G Mama P. Happy birthday, Peg Cat. There we go. So we need a ruling on something. Last night I saw a tweet that really just rubbed me the wrong way. Please continue. Evelyn Woodson <laughs> tweeted, "I personally tip." Oh yeah. But I don't think it's productive to shame folks for not tipping because some people might only have money for food and wanted to enjoy a nice night out. To be honest, you should tip during this time, though, because there's no reason why you should be dining anyways. Okay, forget that last part. But basically, she's suggesting that 
You should tip, but, you know, it's not fair to shame people if they don't tip because maybe they only had enough money for the food. Now, my response to this was, if you can't afford the tip, then just don't go to the restaurant. Like, I'm not going to Capitol Grill very often because I'm not the guy that's making the money that it would require to go there. You only want 20 grand to go hiking, so figure it out. Exactly. To go there, a significant amount, right? There are certain restaurants that are just out of my price range. Jamie, you're the one that said that we needed to discuss this today. I'm curious, what are your thoughts on this statement? Okay, so here's where I am. This is like the age-old discussion with all this stuff. And especially now, I think it gets intensified because of the pandemic and people who have lost jobs or been furloughed and then they're back and business isn't as much. But I'm a good tipper. I always have been and I'm always under the... For me personally, if I'm eating out, it's because I can afford to tip on the food. If I can't afford to buy the food that's there, then why wouldn't I go bargain hunting at like a grocery store and find things that are on sale if if money is an issue, which Mm -hmm. I have no problem with that. It is what it is. But here's where I always have a question. And, And like I said, I always tip good, probably more than I should. But where in the handbook of time has it ever said that it's a must that you tip? Because before, like when it originated, People tipped because of good service. They were getting above and beyond service. It's not your fault that this is the case as the person that is going in as the patron in a restaurant. But having served a significant amount in my life, the problem is when you don't tip, the server is actually paying for you to eat there because there are other charges that are there's tip sharing, right? Yep. And so depending on how much money that table eats, so like Jamie, you've got the circus, right? You've got the full family going out and your bill ends up, let's say you go somewhere and it's 150 bucks. Well, like 5% of that, of that bill, so what would that be? 750 is going to be siphoned off into somebody else's check for the night. Yeah. Without you paying, the server is now paying that money out of their own pocketbook. So they paid for you to eat in the restaurant. That's nice of them. Very nice of them, right? (laughs) They did it out of the goodness of their heart. So that is why it should be required that you, at the at the very minimum, give at least 10%, no matter where you're going. And if I can remember correctly, as a server, server's minimum wage or what they make is like, than like three or four bucks. Okay, but okay, it so only here's, pays for your taxes. Yeah. But here's my issue with it all, okay? Not my issue. I, I shouldn't word it that way because I'm always like a 22 to 23% tipper. But... My issue is, at what point in the history of time did servers start to be paid under minimum wage? And at what point was it mandatory that they survive off the tips? Because when it originated, I'm going to go back to that again, people tipped on top because it was for good service. It was for above and beyond service. It was for the experience that you had that night. And so I guess my argument is, you guys were servers, and uh, my daughter uh, works at a, a pizza place serving, and so I respect the heck out of it. In fact, my wife and I both feel like everybody should have to do it at some point in their life to get an idea of what it feels like to be in that industry. But what is inspiring to you, BK, if you're the server, to go above and beyond, if you're getting tipped anyways? Well, the, the customary tip is somewhere between 15 and 20%. Yeah, most most, most often. 15% was the minimum. Yeah, that, that's kind of the... This, 
if you have just a random person come through the door and you give average service, that's what you should typically expect. My hope as a server was always that I go above and beyond mm-hmm. so that way I can get closer to 20, 25%, okay. right? So you, you're saying that the amount you're tipped then is basically the indicator of what kind of service you provide. It's how good not you always. Okay. There are certain people that it doesn't matter what you do. They're either going to, there are some people that it, it's a positive thing, right? It doesn't matter what you do. They're going to, they're going to give you 25% of whatever the check was. Okay. There are other people that walk through the door and they're just going to give you five bucks, whether that meal is $15 for them or if they have a $500 meal on their table, they're just going to give you the $5 tip and that's what they're going to give you no matter your service. And so it's not always the case, but it should be a pretty good indicator. To answer your question on how things started, I actually don't know the answer to that question. Um, I just know that where we are today, and I don't like it, I wish it wasn't this way, but where we are today, if you don't tip, your server's big trouble yeah well and look at i would never ever do that in fact my wife was the one who you know she was in the service industry too and you know, she certainly wants to take care of everybody who helps us out with our food and our drinks or whatever but i used to over tip and she's like whoa 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 you don't have to be like 35 percent here like you know you're being a good tipper if you're anywhere between 20 and 25 Listen, oh yeah it's not crazy so I'm that guy, but I just always wonder. I'm like, okay, but I'm that guy consistently. And even I've had some crappy service, like where they're not paying attention. My drink is empty. I need things. I'm looking all over the place. I can't find anybody. They got the order wrong. But then I'm still tipping 20%. That's the part that always bothered me when I was a server of people, you know, dialing it down. Or I've been out with friends before. Where they're like, oh, well, this was terrible. I'm only going to give them 5% tip. It's like, look, I get it that, that you're, you're judging their service on what they're going to to make from you, but you also don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know the I've been there before, and you have, I'm sure, too, BK, oh, yeah. where you've got the 18 tables up. Yeah. or 18 tables at once because another oh, server's yeah. compl- crying in the bathroom or, or the something. Or the hostess sat yeah. your exactly. whole section. She yeah. sat no. four tables yeah. at the same time. You're like, alright, Sally, yeah. we've done this seven yeah. times in the last two weeks. Sally, if you don't know how to do your job, <laughs> go work somewhere else. But it's the ones, you know, I can understand the frustration when there's one person in there and it's you and the service is still terrible, but I always tell people, it's like, yeah, you don't really kind of know what's going on behind the scenes right now before you start blaming the server. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line. I am curious because we've dealt with something recently and I actually have a tough time with this one. Everything's takeout now, right? Yeah. And so I've always been the guy that tips on takeout because I know that the people that I worked with previously, and it's different everywhere. Takeout is not customary the same way every single place. Right. But the places where I was, those people also worked off of tips. And people sometimes don't realize that. So a lot of people do not tip on takeout. On take the takeout, yeah. I'm that used to be a gray area for me, too. I was like, am I supposed to? I'm not sure. I always was curious about that until I talked to somebody about I'm it. I'm typically 10 to 15% on takeout. Do you guys tip on takeout at this yeah. point? I do. And, well, look, and I always tipped before. I probably like 10 to 15 percent. I know this sounds cheap, but when I'm driving up and I'm just having you ring it up for me, I used to do it that way. Now I'm at the 20 percent really? because obviously the industry is in pain right now. Yep. This is a bad time. And I'm hoping that as dumb as this may sound, I'm hoping that my 20 percent tip helps each and every time to try and get more people back on the job, fill up, you know, make them make more money. 
it, it, like I said, as dumb as that sounds, I'm trying to help out. In, sure. in a normal circumstance, it's always 15% on takeouts because, you know, the difference of that 15 and 20%, and again, this is normal circumstance when you're not going through a pandemic. Because I'm like you, where I, I tip above and beyond now because I know what these people are going through. But that extra 5% that you put in when you're sitting down is the service of them, your drinks, making yeah. sure that there's no problems. With takeout, it's so, you're more so paying the cooks for cooking the food and then the takeout people bringing it to your car. So it's a little different, but again, normal circumstances aren't here anymore and the industry is struggling. What do you guys tip the pizza delivery guy? Because that's always been a gray area for me. a few bucks. Yeah. Like if I, like a, your, your typical pizza delivery, right? You've got like one or two but pizzas. why does he get less than, than your takeout girl? Well, that would end up being, I mean, a, a typical pizza delivery 10%. for me is like 15, yeah. 20 bucks, right? Okay. So that would end up being bucks. 10, 15% yeah. on that. But I typically hand him a couple bucks. I always do it in cash because then they don't have to, right. Nobody listen to this. They don't have to claim Wait, them. Whoa. Um, and so it, it, it's not much. <laughs> yeah, I just wondered because, you know, we went like last night, the River Circus ordered pizza from an establishment and we had a lot of pizza and breadsticks and all, and it came and I'm like, you know, I feel like I should tip more right now, specifically because of all the pandemic stuff. But then I was like, what are you really supposed to tip the pizza delivery guy? Mm-hmm. Like you said, I'm always like a couple of bucks, you know, round it up or whatever it is. But I'm like, I get yeah. a big order. I'm typically around 10%. Yeah. My yeah. cousin used to deliver pizza and he said they never tipped him. So it's like, do you give him 10%? I think that's getting a tip as a pizza delivery person. And I might be wrong here. That's uncommon compared to just going and dropping things off and then people saying, okay, thanks, and then letting them go. I'm I'm over a tipper guy as well. Jamie, I worked in the industry yeah. and now I, I tip everywhere, right? Yeah. Do you guys tip, like, if you've got a complimentary um, car service, right, that's going to take you from, like, the airport to wherever you're staying? Mm-hmm. Oh, my dad did that. You, you tip on that, Always right? tip. Oh, yeah. Those okay. people, actually, they're, they're, they work their asses off. Their job depends on tips, quite honestly. And they're taking the bags in and out of the cars for you. I mean, my dad does this at the airport to where he's taking them in and out of cars. So, yeah, I mean, that that is, they're, they're not getting paid yeah. hourly wages. They're making it off of tips. Like, when I park my car and the shuttle comes to the lot and the shuttle brings yeah. me over to my departure area, I'm five bucks every time. Five bucks. Here's five bucks. And it's, you know, literally it could be like a half a mile, basically, yeah. or even a mile if it's really, if you really suck at parking. You know <laughs> what I mean? But it's always the five bucks. Yep. That's Jamie Rivers. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN. Listen, we're all broken up with baseball, but it seems like we might actually get some sort of a resolution here pretty soon. We'll talk about it next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. So we're all broken up with baseball. I'm done. I, I get that. Well, let's be honest. We're still in St. Louis, and we kind of love the Cardinals. We can be broken up with baseball, but we like the Cardinals still, and we want to see the Cardinals get back to the field of play. It's the end goal here. We all want to see it. So when I see something like this from Bob Nightingale, I do think it's worthwhile to bring it up. Everything appears to be coming to a head today. According to Bob Nightingale, MLB and the MLBPA are trying to see if they can reach a last-minute agreement on a 60-game season this afternoon or if Commissioner Rob Manfred will implement a 55-60 to game season. Then this from Ben Cafardo of ESPN, who is their communications director, he says MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred is expected to speak soon on ESPN. 
So we are waiting for that. We have this TV on in here. We're checking to see if Rob Manfred's going to be coming on eventually. As of right now, they are currently on NFL Live, so I don't know how that has anything to do with Rob Manfred. But if something were to come to a head, we will certainly keep you apprised of it right here on 101 ESPN. Jamie, we're going to try this again. Oh, boy. (laughs) Do we think today that Major League Baseball is going to be able to pull its head out of its you-know-what and actually get a deal done? So let me ask you this first for both you guys. Mm -hmm. If baseball gets a deal done today, although it's afternoon, I called the over. I said it would be Monday morning. I got a half a point for that. If they come to an agreement today before Monday's over, do I get at least another quarter point for that? Yeah, we told you. 75% if you get it before Monday's over. All right, so I'm um, not necessarily optimistic about all of this. Here's where I don't want things to go with this is they do this whole thing again, right? They put on Twitter, they're going to be Rob Manfred, this, that. And then he comes out and says absolutely nothing again. Says we tried our best, yeah. but we just can't reach a deal with the MLB Players Association, blah, 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 blah. And now and we're going to consider and... our options as we try to mandate a schedule that's for the, the that's return the part of that gets me to consider our options. Consider our options is still kind of the middle finger to the other side. It's yeah. not going to go anywhere. I, I have been led astray so many times that at this point, I just, I don't think I can go down that path again. I don't think I can get myself optimistic because I've... I've been let down so many times now. You've yeah. been hurt too much. I'm turning my phone been, off is you, what I'm going to do. I'm put, not going to listen to the radio. Actually, I can't do that. i got to listen to our fast lane guys. <laughs> our boy Anthony Stalter. i got to listen to him, but I'll try to ignore his baseball talk. I'm the guy who has been cheated on so many times yeah. now by Whoa. baseball. Okay. Whew. By baseball. And I kept going back. I kept going back. And I was like, it's going to be different this time. It's going to be different this time. (laughs) You're a battered baseball fan. And I keep coming back to baseball. And at the end of the day, I found baseball sleeping with another girl. Again. Again. And every time, it's the exact same result. And so why would I expect anything different this time around? And that's where I'm at. I, I, I can't be optimistic on this. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line. I would love to hear from our audience on this. But... I I don't know how I could possibly bring myself again to be optimistic that at any point this afternoon, baseball is going to be able to come to an agreement. I just don't know how they're going to pull it off, okay? Because here's the thing. They haven't agreed on anything right now. They can't even agree that water's wet, to be honest. And, you know, I, I just think that it's going to be another press conference with, you know, oh, we've we've made steps or good strides in this direction, but we still have obstacles over here, and, and we can't agree on the number of games, and now we have the virus, and we can't, like... That's the one that gets me. It's going to just be, like, the same old thing again. I just don't see Rob Manfred being like, we're back. Like, it's just not going to happen. As my cousin explained to me when we were playing golf over the weekend... Baseball is a fickle you-know-what. Yeah. You put yourself out there, and then it just changes it right in front of your face and laughs in, in your face about it. From the 314, this is a listener that pays attention. So baseball is basically hiding behind the curtain in the closet. Yes, that, that's baseball. And I am Kara walking up and saying, I think I'm just going to go home I think now. I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to leave now. So um, this one, 65780 from the 636, my wife works at Ballpark Village. She said that they are working closely with the Cardinals' ownership to open. She says the rumor between the Cardinals and Ballpark Village is that MLB will be effective July 18th. 
play 60 games hmm. in 70 days with a 70 days rather with a shortened postseason. Do you see any possible truth to this? Well, you're the one with the inside yeah. scoop. I hope that uh, your your girlfriend or no, my wife. I hope her, his wife doesn't get exposed for leaking information. Insider. Yeah. Well, he didn't say her name. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We're good. There's We're a lot good. of people that work at Ballpark Village too. I I could yeah, see kind it. of a big thing, Alex. <laughs> Is it? It's revenue. Where is, it is it baseball revenue? Is it, We're not sure. I don't know. Is it biblical? Is I, it biblical? It's not very profitable. I I could see them doing this, but now I go back to what we said earlier, Jamie, where it's like, okay, so you're gonna even if they do try now, even if they do try, it's almost like they missed the opportunity to do so whenever almost. Well, what? Hold on here. Give me a second. <laughs> I just to do so out there when when the country was in a place where they could play. Yes. Because now things are getting worse again, and it's like, okay, so now in this current environment, you're going to try to play baseball in 26 different markets. Yep. So even if you decide now, okay, we finally reached an agreement in late June, well, you were supposed to start playing around this time. I know. And instead of starting to play now, you're just coming to an agreement, so July 18th, that sounds great, but that is a month from now. And God only knows what the country is going to look like a month from now. Baseball had a chance to be that hot guy, hot girl that walks into a bar and you're by far the best looking person there and nobody else is paying attention to anything else. Now, with the NHL, the NBA and all this stuff, it's just a room full of hot people. And the baseball is just a hot mess. That's every point. room you walk into, isn't it, Rivs? Just a room that. full of hot people. Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter if it's true or not. I believe it. Okay. When I walk in, I, f- I always feel like the record stops. I'm Confidence. Like, What's up? Baseball missed so many opportunities. Yeah, big time. It's like Jamie in his 20s. Yeah. So many so missed many opportunities. opportunities. I know. Oh, my God. Yep. So Thanks much. for bringing that up. I appreciate it. Therapy's yeah. been great, though. Live, live with that one for the rest of your life. <laughs> with Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN. We'll let you know if we hear anything from Rob Manfred. We've got ESPN2 on here in the office. If not during our show, we will certainly keep you updated during the fast lane as well. We'll gladly Speaking interrupt them. Speaking of the fast lane, we'll cross things over with them next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Rivs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. Defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN. Crossing things over with the fast lane. Brad Thompson in studio. BT, what's up, man? I'm doing great. Although I gotta be honest with you, I forgot my Twitter password. <laughs> so I'm working on that. Does that happen to you guys a lot? No, like, you're on it every just, day here in the studio, though. Yeah, so how but I'm that on happen? I'm on a lot of stuff every day at different things. Like yeah, yeah. and and I have like Different passwords for things. Apparently, having the same password for everything <laughs> that you have is frowned upon. Oh, it is? Yeah, apparently. Oh, and, and then they, yeah. they make them tough now. And they make you change them every 30 days. I locked myself out of uh, our text line. Uh, and then I sent a thing to customer service because they wouldn't let me back in. It was before we were on remote. <laughs> that was down not at Ballpark a mistake, Village, by the way. Probably. <laughs> but I, I sent a thing to customer service of the thing. It says, I'm an idiot. Please help. <laughs> and it was like very, uh, it was a nice response back. You are not an idiot. Here is how you reset your password. But this happens to me way too much. Oh, I have a password thing yeah. where I put all of my passwords yeah, in. So, but, That's okay, probably not safe. That, probably exa- not. Exactly. So, I got to do it. This is my problem. And I, I tried to overcome this well, about a year ago 
was everything has a different pass. You're not supposed to have the same, and you got to have capital, a number, and a symbol. And I'm like, okay, seriously, I can't remember yesterday, let alone any of that. So I started writing them down, and I put them in the safe at home. So if I forget a password, I just go to the safe. Beep, 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 what if you forget a password while you're here? Do you have to yeah, call your wife and like, hey, babe, get into the safe. I need Twitter. Well, Give me the gram. The I need safe, the gram. We both have to have keys together and put them in and turn. No, I'm just That's, kidding. It, wow. And then, then <laughs> what, what else is in that safe? <laughs> what else is in that? <laughs> I have to shave off a fingertip so I can. Yes. Yeah. So, BT, I, uh, I mentioned to these guys earlier today, and they completely disagreed with everything I said. Which Perfect. Kind of how I'll the show works in. on a typical yeah. day. Um, I have found my calling. And it is certainly not radio, but instead it Shock. is that attitude. Jeez, <laughs> it is hiking in the Appalachian. It is the Appalachian. Appalachian. Oh, it's Appalachian. It's Appalachian, Appalachian, right? Appalachian right. Mountains. Okay. Well, anyways, rolls Appalachian. Hiking in the Appalachian Mountains for twenty thousand dollars for five months, and you're working for a brewery. They give you all the beer that you want, and all you have to do is you've got like twenty thousand miles that you're going to cover over five to seven months of what hiking. You, what do you mean cover? Like you just have to like say I've been here. Like do you sp- like scroll yeah. on trees. Like, like, I think you was here. Collar on you. Yeah. They what just you, track what you? do you mean cover? Like are you, are you clearing ground? I would imagine that they've got like a group that's with you documenting the fact that you're you're going through the trail. So you're just drinking their beer. Yeah. And going on a little bit of a journey yeah. for twenty grand. Apparently they set up parties for you along the way and you get parties along the way can i still get my pay from other jobs no i can't do it see exactly for five months i'm all in i'm like you don't have kids yeah, that's no, another big part. It wouldn't of it. fly at home. No. If I were like early twenties, I and it, like my calendar looked very open. Yeah, uh, you know what? It, actually, keep your twenty grand. Just let me drink the beer, <laughs> and I will go on the trail and do my thing. But yeah, I don't know if I could do that. It I sounds like a good gig. But BK, though. you're still I'm living in. in your girlfriend's parents' basement. Yeah, it sounds great. I don't think Keith would be very happy that you're just making twenty grand. He'd be like, BK, I got to get you out of here. He might Again. be happy he's out of the basement though for five. <laughs> Months. Yeah, but you know he's going to be back in five months because he can't afford nothing and with that 20 grand. And he's going to smell worse in five months, too. All right. Maybe oh, she's moved point. on, though, in five months. Ooh, oh, maybe. Oh, wow. Just a thought. Well, that I mean, could be problematic. <laughs> I mean, it's not <laughs> you. Do you really want to leave for five months now? I, I tried Given for a year, the circumstances BT. now? Uh, I'm back, as yeah, you, you can see. Yeah, but you were back and forth. You can't he's, go back and forth He's going to come back, that. and she's going to be behind the curtain. You hear that one? Ooh, well, that's not good. BK what? tried to hide on her but when they broke you, up. You've never heard this story? No. <laughs> it's incredible. It's a what happened? <laughs> fantastic a decision so, by BK. Uh, freshman year of college, very short version of the story. Okay. Um, I We had been talking for like five months-ish, uh, going to date parties and whatnot. I was done. I was ready to move on. It was time to go be free like a butterfly, right, in freshman year in college. And so she comes over to all of our parties at the fraternity house, and I live at the fraternity house at this time. Um, she's walking around. I'm avoiding her at all costs because I'm just going to go the ghost route, yeah, right? You're doing your Naturally. thing. It's, it's great. Outside. So I'm walking around. I see her, and I go the other direction. Eventually, we get towards the end of the night. I go back to the room. I'm hanging out with some friends in there, and she starts coming down the hallway, and they can see that she's coming down the hallway, and I'm like, okay, got to hide. So my decision is hide behind my closet where I had just a curtain, right? It's no really door. classy oh, joint. Yeah, hiding is probably the way to, do, to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Still ghosting. Yeah. So I hide behind. It was like literal <laughs> ghosting. I just thought it was. <laughs> Anyways, go on. So I hide behind the uh, the curtain. And uh, she, I had forgotten that she hides her purse in my uh, in my closet. 
So she opens the curtain, and, and you just, pop out like a magic show. <laughs> <laughs> she decides, uh, I think I'm just going to go home now. And, and we didn't I talk. think I found what I'm looking for <laughs> in here. We, uh, There's that jacket. We didn't talk for a year. After you hid in, in the, the closet. closet. You know what, though? That's real love. Like, that's a story of two that have gone their separate ways for a minute yeah. and have realized that meeting back together is a beautiful thing. So now knowing this story, while incredibly embarrassing, <laughs> it, it makes me realize that if you wanted to go spend five months hiking in the Appala- Appalachians, is that what you're talking about? I still call it Appalachians. We, we did get uh, a text that says people who are from Appalachia pronounce it like BK. But so we don't so even know. know. It was so 618. They're from Illinois. That is true. But I feel like you could withstand something like this. Your yeah, relationship. Exactly. We're good to go. And was now that the last time you hid from months. somebody? Like physically hid? BK sucks as at hiding. As, as a side note. We were actually just having this conversation about hiding from people. And I know that there have been like comedy uh, spoofs about it. But like every time the doorbell rings, my kids get excited. I'm like, shut up! Everybody shut up! Oh, we go diving yes. too. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't, don't Dude, answer it. So Lock we, myself. I'm looking at the ring thing. Like it's never good news. Like do you guys ever get a knock on the door? It's like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, no. Kara gets very excited because she's been doing a lot of online shopping okay. of late. Okay, so okay, that's, that's kind of the number one go-to. Door, though. Like, yeah. Yeah, they usually immediately turn the lights out. Doorbell rings, lights go yes. off. We had um, like the little side lights, you know, like you have your door and then you have like the side things where you got windows yeah. on the side. My wife went and like got these blinds to close them because she's like, <laughs> I don't want anybody to know like that we're here because a lot of people come to the door. And if you're not expecting them, it's like, do I really want you here? Like my life is busy. Do you watch the news one time, Ribs? <laughs> one time you watch the news, you don't want to open your door. For so real. We go diving too. Behind oh things. And yeah, we let the dogs do their work. I feel antisocial sometimes when I do it. And oftentimes, too, I'll, like, peek outside before I even step out. Like, oh, we're cool. And then you and walk away. Yeah. 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 You always get that one neighbor guy's like, hey! And you're like, ah! My neighbors are all super nice, too. Like, everybody is super nice, yet I still just, I don't know. I feel like I could totally live in the middle of nowhere. So that's what I'm saying. Go to totally, the Appalachian. Yeah, but you're on a solo mission drinking beer. and it's It actually it sounds great. It's sounding better and better, to be totally honest. Honest. I think that we could all no, do but it. You, can one we do thing he didn't mention is you got to sleep outside in the elements. Like yeah, every you're night, doing you're doing this for five to seven months. You're throwing up a tent. You have a campfire. You're wiping your butt with tree bark. Oh. Like, yeah. So oh, I thought we were staying in like a lodge. <laughs> I thought Retreat that, to the lodge. You said there was going to be a party all the time. Like, where's the party happening? A campsite? It's a bush party. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine it's just I in the woods. A bush party before. Bush party. Okay. Some of them are pretty big. Yeah, it sounds. Uh, Sounds okay. Why do you got to go to tree bark, Ribs? I don't think I want to. I don't do know because it feels like that would be the less comfortable thing. Like you get a, I'm not gonna find that you guys aren't in on this. Like I, I saw the store stunned? and I was like, this sounds incredible. No, my, like everybody would absolutely jump on the opportunity. Because my you camping have the is whole hook in your mouth right now. You don't <laughs> just nibbling on the worm, dude. My, you've got the hook stuck in your gills. My camping is what BT said. I gotta have a lodge. Gonna have to have proper plumbing. Maybe some air conditioning. I perfectly understand that, and that's typically my way of going about things too. But you're getting paid. To go live in the woods now. Mm. Is, is it really, paid? though? Is it you're paid? taxed on 20 grand. You got to go home. I okay. don't think you're. Again, yeah. there's a fundamental mis- You're acting I'm... like you're going home and you're printing money after Yeah, they're this not thing. giving you a briefcase filled you know with what, 20K. Though, give me this option, like fresh out of high school. And yes. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay, yeah, unfortunately, 19 years old. BK's Fresh out of college. <laughs> He's got to worry about getting out of his p- future parents' basement. 
Lots which seems like a really nice setup, by the way. We talked about you, you get along great with the family. Yep, like, that, well. that is nice. Well, that is nice. Keith's face on Sunday says differently, having breakfast made for him. He liked it. His, liked face, it. his face. You was, made him breakfast? Yeah. Well, that we was really nice. We do these challenges on here. And so the challenge for BK was that in pure psychopath fashion, he had to get up on Sunday morning and cook his hopefully future father-in-law's breakfast for Father's Day and surprise him and make a card, but only allowed to use crayons to make yeah, that. Did he have to bring him breakfast in bed, <laughs> yes. too? Did I have... didn't, I didn't, he told oh. me specifically, he don't, 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 <laughs> don't do the bad thing. I don't care if you make me breakfast. That's perfectly fine. But don't you dare come into my room in the morning to wake me up. So see, here's the, here's the card. We got the happy Father's Day yeah, on the front. Well written out. And then, uh, Are you the, a crown guy? Uh, Is that a crown, yeah, crown. you wrote that in? <laughs> yep, yep. You heard about we that? We went over that, yeah. yeah. We, we correct the Happy that. Father's Day and the stick figures Speaking on there with the whole family. Next so to the one stick another. figures is creepy. I think that that, fits. <laughs> that was what we were looking yeah, for. Yeah, that fits exactly what you were yeah. going for. We, Nailed uh, it. We accomplished What'd our goal. What did you make goal? for breakfast? Uh, we want eggs, bacon, and uh, Belgian waffles. Nice. What kind of eggs? Uh, brown eggs. Oh, scrambled. Brown eggs. Brown eggs. What was the diameter, PK? It depends which end of the chicken it came out of. I don't think you should have cooked that. That's Jamie Rivers. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. This has been the dumbest show we've ever done. Uh, Might have do? also been the best. I'm not sure. But uh, the Fast Lane's going to try to follow this up next. You have been listening to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.